everyone, you are listening to the Giant Bombcast, the only video game podcast that uh, has not been photographed with a pot pipe. Pot pipes. Pot pipes. Uh, I'm Ryan Davis, uh, joined as always by Jeff Gerstman, hello, uh, Brad Shoemaker, hey, and Vinny Caravella. Everyone has their iPhones out. I'm Apparently, still trying to figure out how to turn the vibration off. Something distracting. Why would you want to on? turn the vibration off? Because he told us to mute our phones. Yeah, I said mute your phone. I didn't say turn off the vibration. Well, it's going to shake the table. Do you well, want don't to? put it on the table. Put it in yeah. your pocket where your phone goes. Yeah, it's what, it's what pockets are for, for phones. That's why they call them pockets. Okay. Science. Is that science? Vinny, you done? Uh, I really I, feel like I can't start the podcast when you guys are both <laughs> glaring at your phones. Hey, Jeff, it. how's it going? It's going great over here. I, my phone's in my pocket. I bought, where it belongs. I bought like $60 worth of, of uh, gum and soda today off the internet. And gum-flavored soda? <laughs> gum-flavored soda and uh, candy-flavored gum. That's And then also just gum-flavored gum. What? Tastes like gum. All right. Yeah, sure. I don't know why you got to order that over the internet. We could just drive up the street. Yeah? Yeah. You know a place? No place where you can get some gum. That sounds like a bulk quantity of that stuff. You want some yeah. gum? You want some gum? I know a guy. Yeah, I don't want just some gum. I want specific gum. Well, what what kind of gum? I mean, I've got like three types of gum in my pocket right now. Really? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Why? I've got uh, I got a little bit of this gum, a little medicinal gum. I got some uh, Orbitz Sangria Fresca gum. What? Man, those Orbitz people are really going off the rails. And uh, some Trident White Peppermint gum. We might actually have to bust out the uh, the Orbitz uh, after we do a little uh, drink taste test. Uh, we got this from a, uh, a user. This is White Birch Caffeine-Free Soda. This is from Fox on Park. That's a good name. I'm, this, I'm naming my band Fox on Park. It doesn't seem like it should be sold in the United States, like from the... The name, the label? The not name, really. the label, the everything about it, except that, I guess... Oh, okay, Connecticut. Okay, that's that's the same thing. As that's not barely the, the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Um, All New England. So this is what, Birch? Where? White Birch. Is this going to... It says... Is this going to get me drunk? No, there's no beer. But what it does is- say always in good taste with always spelled A-L-L hyphen W-A-Y-S. So where, where did this come from? This isn't from around the corner. No. Uh, this comes from Connecticut. Someone, uh, a user brought this by, I believe his name was Jim. Sure. Mm. He brought it by and dropped it off uh, with the guys upstairs. Thanks, so. Jim. They're yeah. twist-offs, but I've got an opener. <laughs> I wasn't my, sure, so I, I grabbed the opener. Oh, you sh- oh. oh, very uh, root beery. All right, I like root beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, like, but it's, it's totally like clear. Beer. It's worth noting that this soda is completely yeah, clear. Yeah, that always weirds me out. It's like a, just always. Drinking. Yeah. Always. All, any, all, any all the time clear, that you're any, drinking any, white birch beer, it's weirding you out. Well, you, you know, know the, there's that grape jolt that was clear, and that was really weird. That was weird. It, just, it, all, goes back to, it all, all goes back to Crystal Pepsi. My, it does. My traumatic experience with that in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah. It was too good for you. All right. It was too beautiful for all of us. All right, bottoms up. It's a little white birch beer. Mazel tov. Oh, root beer. Mm, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty I, good. I, I can finish this. Yeah, I, I will drink it, this it kinda, whole bottle. It kind of reminds me of a tree. It's got a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of an arboreal flavor. There. A, little, a little birchy. There's. Yeah, it's, it's, like like a, it's got a nice spice it's like to it. Root beer with a, a little extra, a little extra something. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's but a, doesn't it's linger. Not sickeningly sweet. It's not sickeningly yeah. sweet, and it also doesn't linger. Like usually, yeah, like a, I, like a weird I, back end on on root beer. I was right. out getting hamburgers at like one thirty in the morning, not that long ago. And uh, we, we made the fatal decision of to get root beers, and root beer after th- like that late at night, it just doesn't work out. I imagine you couldn't even taste it at that point. No, I could. I could taste it. Yeah, it was. It definitely tastes like root beer. Was there but it was like involved? so sweet. Uh, no, uh, root beer schnapps, but you know, which that makes it okay. <laughs> so, um, 
But just like root beer on its own, it's like, what? This is all right. I wouldn't want to chug it. No, but it's a nice. This is uh, this is something to be sipped and savored. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is I actually. Think, uh, this is I think this really is my good. favorite drink we've had on here. So <laughs> I, I, giant I, I, giant totally bomb thumbs actually. up to Fox on Park uh, White Birch yeah, Caffeine whoever, Free Soda. Whoever sent this? Kudos to you, Jim. Yeah. Although I'm a little off put by the very short list of ingredients: carbonated water, sugar, natural and artificial flavor, sodium benzate. Oh, I'm down with that. There's nothing. So it doesn't After say what sugar. kind of sugar. Like, so so if it was if it was high fructose corn syrup, it would say that, right? I think so. Yeah. So this is like the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's like the low fructose corn. It's all like the like the imperial cane sugar, Dr Pepper, Middle. all that stuff. So I guess like fructose. corn. I guess corn growers had to like put out a little campaign. I was just gonna say, did you yeah. see that? Oh, yeah. I love it. Hey man, did you hear about all the? I heard drinking high fructose corn syrup will make you sterile. <laughs> you, it's it, not true. Yeah. Well, the, the, the horrible thing is that it makes both people in that conversation look like assholes. Well, like the it, person who's like, you know, this stuff's really bad for you. He's like, oh, really? Well, where'd you hear that? It's like it's one uninformed, <laughs> ignorant know-it-all talking to another semi-informed, like, patsy. Yeah, bu- bust out your iPhone and Google high fructose corn syrup, and I'll show you where I read that. Does, <laughs> does this have anything to do with the, the recent mercury controversy, or is this something N- No, different? it's just about because, you no, know, this, not, just, this is not Jeremy Piven related. Well, because apparently there's also mercury in corn syrup. I, I think it's the like corn growers of America feeling that they're being the sweetest of the transhumans. <laughs> being dragged through the mud. Yeah, people are, are talking some yang about corn syrup and how it's extra bad for you. Mm. High fructose. In High fructose in particular. Yeah, I, that's what I, where'd you Where'd you hear you that, know, People man? like to say that there's global warming going on too, but I haven't seen any proof where, of that. Where'd so you hear ex- that, ex- man? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty These warm leftist high fructose corn syrup haters. <laughs> All right, no more politics. Enough of that. <laughs> the politics of high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Just follow the money, man. Just follow the money. Uh, I choose not to. Instead, let's talk about video games. Uh, hey Jeff, what you been playing, man? Um, hey man. Hey man. Hey, man. Oh, I played some Crash Time. Uh, oh, oh, you played some uh, Crash Time. Yeah. <laughs> you and I, we played the Crash Time. That what? is a very bad racing Four game. Four accidents. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't time. get the Transylvania thing at all. Really? Yeah. We'll leave it up I mean, to it could be, be a little bit, yeah. Two. I'm not one, I, I don't think I'm ever going to claim that the accents are, that we did were good. No. But, or, or even accurate. Or even accurate. Right? Oh, like, I think, I, you German know what, accents. I kind of feel like I, I kind of nailed the German guy trying to can sound you, I like went from German, German to Russian to, I was all, I was, I was globetrotting. I was, I was trying to keep <laughs> it centered. Can you, can you back up and. Subtle. Explain why this game inspires your bad accents. Uh, because it was based on some German TV show, and the actors they got to do the English voices are really which amazing. I think I've seen actually. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was during a trip to like Leipzig or something like that, but I think I remember sitting there watching a show about highway cops in a hotel room. Yeah, well, like, that's I can't imagine there are that many other German shows about highway cops. And out it was there. a drama, so you probably caught a little, I don't know a caught a little Cobra Eleven. I bet I bet there's whatever. like dozens of them. It's like there's like it's like CSI over there, except it's all for highway CSI cops. CSI A four Autobahn's a pretty big road. It is, yeah, well, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of Germany is way into cars. Um, yeah, all right. So we we did a quick look at that because it's terrible. It, it, <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah. it just it doesn't even play well, right? No, like, it's not not just that it's got terrible acting. No, it, it's a, it, it is like a budget game. It, it is a budget game's budget game. Uh, it's stress your, it's your favorite budget game's favorite budget game. All right. I'll tell you what, though. I think somebody could take that footage and put together a uh, 
misleading trailer because it seemed like there were moments in that game where it looked good. Like when you ran that dude off the side of the road and he fell down. Yeah. Into, if you cut it there instead of the part where you had to go down <laughs> and find him to yeah. continue going. Well, I think it's stuff just like the car models look really bad and all the textures and stuff. But yeah, if you if you don't look at it closely, you go like, oh, I don't know, you drive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, most it's like it's not, game. Yeah, it's it has it has a frame rate. There are graphics. Okay. It's like yeah. for a driving game, at first glance, it's hard to really you can, decide you can, if that's you can give input or and it will be reflected on the screen. You yeah, to most, most of the time, yeah. most yeah. of the time, yeah. there's yeah. sirens and horn at the same time. Yeah. Really, my favorite part of of uh, checking out Crash Time though was getting to see their behind the scenes footage, which. Looked like it was pulled directly from this TV show that this game was based on, this German TV show. Yeah. But again, they stripped out all context, so they just it was just like, it was like stunt why, spectacular. It was like, wait, why are you guys filming this? What are you shooting? Europe's greatest stunts. Are you just like stuntmen in Europe just wrecking cars because you can? Like, what's going we on We closed here? off this section of road because we wanted to jump some cars, yeah. so... But uh, the, the we jump this Porsche the off voice this other dude, overturned car. The voiceover dude is totally like... A dude, I feel like I've heard before too. So I don't think he's like a German dude. Yeah. He sounds like the voiceover guy for those things. That's like, and they set up five cars. Let's see what I think everyone everyone talking about stunts or any kind of like, you know, caught on tape police footage has to sound has like to that. Sound dude. Exactly like that dude, or or in fact is or that just, dude. yeah, that guy just you know sits in the studio, just bangs those out in a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like I, to imagine. So this. yeah, I played a little Crash Nashville, time, uh, which is important, and then I played Killzone Two. Yeah. Uh, well, that guy. Oh, that. Jeez, you we went got from that. bad to worse, huh? <laughs> Boy, dude, man, that's, that's kind of rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, Played. been playing some Killzone. Uh, we, yeah, so we just got our copies of this, and the game's not coming out till the end of the month. Yeah, so, so uh, plenty of time. Plenty of time for us to, to kind of dig into it, but uh, you played a bunch of it last night. Jeff, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I really like it. I, I really do like it. Um, it's, it's a first-person shooter. Hmm. Let's okay. see. I, you know, it, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't really like qualify too much of it here because I haven't played the whole thing. But like so far, like I think it makes a really good first impression. Uh, like visually, like like te- it's technically impressive. I, I think they the characters look really good. Uh, the animation's really nice. And that was something that like you know the original Killzone when you saw it, like the animation looked good. But little did you know that it all came at the expense of gameplay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was the big worry with Killzone Two. Was it was you know it's like hey this looks really good, but you know, is, is it going to be like really underwater and muddy feeling and stuff like that? And and it does it doesn't really feel that way a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it feels, but but that makes it actually feel I think a little more realistic than than makes it feel like muddy or slow or anything like that. You can't just like whip your gun around and 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 shoot dudes like you can some other shooters. You definitely have to. There's some weight to, to your movement. So it's got it's kind of a little bit of its own feel as far as the, the handling goes. What's, it does. What's the mission structure been like so far? Uh, I mean, the game will stop and load up the next mission. It also has some kind of, you know, mid-mission loads, but those are hidden pretty well. It'll like it'll say loading in the corner of the screen, but ideally uh, it won't stop and, and say that. ours. We don't have the final version of the game yet, so ours actually does... Uh, stop a little bit when it's when it goes to load, but the uh, Sony says that it it won't do that in the final version. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but the structure is basically, I mean, so yeah, th- there's really no, like there's some people that are like, maybe I need to go play Killzone to figure out what's going on. Like, no, and not because they give you a whole bunch of backstory, but because th- so far there's like no story to this game other huh. than like you're going to the Hellgas planet. Shoot! You're gonna shoot stuff. some aliens, and then this, you know it's it's gonna be like you're gonna go support the convoy, go do this, and then you're gonna go do that. But it, it like the the story so far has boiled down to go go go. <laughs> like it's just like military whatever. It very, seems like it's got it very kind of Call of Duty style, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it, just in, in the, the the story is whatever you're doing at the moment. You know? Basically, it's like yeah. super contextual and immediate. Yeah, v- very much so. Interface. There's, you know, there's the, the conflict, obviously, the, the larger conflict of, of the humans versus the Hellgast or Earth people versus left Earth people or, or you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Again with the politics. German, leave it, leave German, it at the door, German super Nazi British Alien, guys, space, aliens, space, space spacefaring Nazis. Well, I mean, it seems like it, it does have a very distinct look to it, but when it comes yeah. down to it, it's space marines hua. Well, I always thought kind of. I always thought even since the first one, they had pretty strong art design. Absolutely, like, yeah, just, and, and like that carries over. Like I think that the Hellgas looked great. I think the the planet looks really, you know, like the areas that you're going through so far. You know, it's sewers and buildings and like urban environment type stuff. Uh, but it looks really nice. Uh, you can sounds good. It sounds terrific. You you have an impact on it. You know, your your bullets will chip away at. Uh, you know, cement columns and stuff like that. There'll be a lot of kind of smoke and dust everywhere, and you'll know, you'll see things crumble down, and uh, all that stuff looks really great. Um, and the action feels good, you know. So I, I think it's it's definitely it's definitely a solid first person shooter, unless the second half of it, you know, totally falls apart or something yeah. like that. Watching but, you play it, it looks awesome. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about hats. Yeah. The hats of Killzone Two, uh, yeah, and their propensity for popping off. So there's a trophy for knocking off a hundred enemy helmets. Uh, I currently have seventy. Wow! After playing through uh, the first it, three levels, it's basically it's like a, a stat tiered one. It's, it gives you a stat. Yeah, yeah. it's not. No, I don't. I don't believe so it's, it's not tiered. Like, there are a like, few uh, question mark out trophies okay. that, that could be a second <laughs> level for that, but I have uh, a thousand hats. So basically, it just means you have to get two headshots on everybody to kill them. Uh, yeah. Because the first shot pops their helmet off, and it's it's kind of weird because it, it's like very comical, like the helmet just goes bang and like you know, <laughs> spins up in the end. You're like ha ha, and then you see his exposed bald head, and you're like, I'm going to shoot that now. So wait, are they all bald? It's yeah. not it's not just like the big dictator guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they, the, the hell So far, hairless. every every helmet I've knocked off. Spoilers, they're all like a lot of them are bald. <laughs> Sorry, I know. Um, Screw the game, furry know, right? Um, so how is the uh, just so basically, like my biggest problem with the first game was just kind of a shoddy technical presentation. Like the frame rate was not good at times. Like there were some pretty glaring bugs that I remember. Like it just it didn't feel fully baked. You know, like it felt like right. they needed some more time to polish it. Like is it? I know. Is, is it more solid this time around? It, it definitely feels that way so far. Uh, you know, there's been a, a couple of things, and, and again, it's not the final version, so we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I killed a guy, and his legs clipped through the thing he was taking cover behind. Or <gasps> uh, spoilers, I know. Um, and you had mentioned some stuff about AI. Yeah, uh, I mean, because so the the enemies tend to take bad cover. Mm. Uh, it, it's sort of like Gears of War that way, in that um, sometimes the enemies get behind stuff and their head is completely exposed still, like just enough of it to where if you're zoomed in, you shoot them once and their Pop helmet flies up. off. They, they don't actually react to that, mm. and then you take a second shot <laughs> and kill them. Uh, and that's why I have seventy. That would, these helmet shots. That would so make far. it even more comical, though, if suddenly a hand reached up, going, oh, <laughs> felt around. What's? Or you Where'd know, my hat go. You know, if someone shot off my helmet, I would get the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, well, I don't know. I feel like that's something that we've talked about with cover systems before. I mean, like just yeah. to make it possible for you to progress, the enemies have to be kind of dumb. You know, like if right. they if they were smart enough about using cover as you are, then. You'd be locked in a stalemate. Right, all the, time. The, the battles would be way more. Does it have? Attracted, uh, does it have like ammo. like perfect infinite cover for you though? No, okay. uh, you're not invincible behind cover, and they'll throw grenades over there, which will do some damage. And and there, but there is a fair amount of like close to perfect cover. Okay, 
You're talking as about long as you're like, smart about it, just like indestructible surfaces and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, the headshot thing is, is really weird to me because the weapons are very accurate. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but at the same time, I mean, so the way I'm playing the game is I'm you know zooming in, or sometimes I don't even really need to zoom in. Uh, and I am firing these fully automatic assault rifles one or two shots at a time to kind of avoid the recoil because, you know, it's like it's just a waste of ammo to, to hold it down for any longer than that unless you're up close. Um, and so I'm just kind of like basically two or three shotting a lot of these guys, you know, one helmet shot, then one head shot, or, you know, sometimes I'll miss a shot and, and take a third or something like that. Um and, uh, you know, so there's no, like, I found a sniper rifle, and I'm like, well, why would I, I don't really need it, because I'm already shooting, like, better with the accuracy of a sniper with the kind of the default weapon, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, like the the weapons have all been pretty standard, like, submachine gun, uh, shotgun, two types of assault, like a human assault rifle and hell gas assault rifle. Um, and you've got a targeting dot? On your on your gun, right? Uh, there's a dot sight on the default uh, weapon that you have. Everything else is iron sight. Oh, okay. So far, uh, except for the sniper rifle, which does have a scope. But um, yeah, but you know the the those sights are good enough to do what you need to do uh, in terms of shooting off the helmets <laughs> and then shooting them in their in their fleshy Bulb. heads. Pete. Um. So like uh, yeah. So nice. Also, the, the AI doesn't seem like it's very, and you know, I'll try playing it on the harder settings and see if this changes. But the AI doesn't seem to be able to manage you getting up close. Mm. That's that's one of the the other big thing I've noticed so far. If you close the gap on them, they they either try to run up for a melee attack, or they try and back up, or sometimes it almost seems like they're trying to do both at once. <laughs> they um, get flustered. Yeah, which you know, if someone's running at you with a gun, maybe ah! that, maybe that's a realistic response. <laughs> but uh, it's just uh, yeah, so. You can kind of run around and just melee attack guys, and you know there's a knife you can pull out that that is more powerful than the butt of your gun. And I was able to just run in and like devastate it whole groups of guys. They ain't trained for that, man. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, I guess so. You know, they have knives on Helgen, man. Yeah, Yeah. if you play Sev as a kamikaze, you know they got those knife psycho. Those face masks on. Once you get too close, it's all a big red blur to them. They can't see what's going on. Yeah, so. Uh, so that that seems a little strange, um, but like I said, it's not quite the final version. You know, we'll have to, to wait and see. And and there's that. But uh, but my my weapon accuracy thing. So uh, I was playing multiplayer, and you actually, you can play against bots. Um, so I was playing a bot match, which the multiplayer structure seems awesome. There's basically kind of one mode, as far as I can tell. But it's it's every shooter mode kind of cold into one thing. And uh, it works on a timer where it'll, it'll come up and say, like, okay, you have five minutes to assassinate a target on the other team. And it'll highlight that target, and it's, like, it's very clearly offense and defense. And so that's basically, like, VIP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, if time expires, the defending team wins that objective. If you take them out, the, the offensive team wins that objective. And you get a point for completing mm-hmm. that, for winning that objective. And then it'll, it'll, there'll be, like, ten seconds where you're just kind of like aimlessly killing the other team and then it'll pop up with another objective. It'll be like search and destroy. Sometimes it'll just come up with like a team deathmatch type thing um, or like a control point thing. So it, it rolls through kind of these basic modes, but it does them in, in kind of quick bite-sized like five-minute chunks, and that's really cool. Hmm. Um, and there's, I guess there's a whole clan system and all that stuff. The, the online stuff, uh, I guess I'll be playing some online tomorrow. They're going to have some kind of session, uh, so I'm going to – play in some of that and we'll see how that goes um 
I really like the idea of that just from the standpoint of getting more variety in there. Right. But, like, it seems like at some point, like, you might not want to do one or more of those modes. I mean, can you not filter it down to just, like, let's just do this one mode over and over? Uh, not through? in the bot match, yeah. but it's I, it's entirely possible that if you're playing uh, with with other humans that you can limit that. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know for sure. And so. does it seem like the modes roll out randomly, or is it always a fixed, like, assassination and then I only did it match once, and... so I don't really know. Okay. But uh, it, it felt random. Um, so we'll see. Cool. Are there uh, perks? Um, there are. Yeah. You, well, you'll unlock weapons, uh, and you can basically be different classes, I guess. But at the start, you're only allowed kind of the one class, and you only have the like the pistol and the two uh, default assault rifles. Uh-huh. Um, and since I was playing with bots, I didn't earn any experience for that, and, and work to unlock anything else. So. I assume that that's how you unlock that stuff uh, online is by playing in other mm-hmm. online matches. Um, <clears throat> when you go down, you don't automatically die. Uh, if a medic runs up, they can bring you back to life. Let's get the zappy tool. Yeah, yeah I noticed that in the campaign. Zappy. You got like just kind of like heal gun. Right? Yeah, sometimes your AI guys will go down. You can walk up and hit the circle button, and he'll pull out what's like shock paddles, but you can do it from a distance, and it just zaps him with a bolt of electricity, <laughs> and he gets up and goes, oh. <laughs> but they won't do what that was to I you. Doing? No, they will not do that to you. When you go Jerks. down, you are done. Um, but when you go down in multiplayer, you know you can writhe around a little bit, which means that players can then shoot your writhing body to make oh, sure that you can't respawn there. Uh, but if someone's a medic, I guess, in multiplayer, they'll be able to run up and, and heal you. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, that sounds cool. So my worry about multiplayer is the same thing with the like the red dot site and the accuracy of the weapons. These maps are huge, and it's awesome. Like The, the maps are really big and, and, and really open, and you can see a long ways, um, which meant with the bots anyway, I was just sitting there with the default assault rifle <laughs> getting headshots on them from all the way across the map. And if I get on a server and that's just happening over and over again, I will play that game for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and be like, all right, this is like so calm. Let's keep dying out of nowhere. F this. So like, like those, those are pretty much the things I'm like a little concerned about so far are the weapon accuracy and multiplayer and the, the quality of the AI. So. Well, nice, nice thing about something like that is how easily adjusted it is. Online, just right. like, you know, a little balance patch comes out and tweaks the weapon accuracy or something like that. And yeah, yeah. So could make it a way better stuff experience. they can do there, yeah. um, for sure. Excellent. Uh, anything else or uh, um, anything over the weekend? We played some Afro Samurai, but we got a review up of that. And yeah, uh, yeah, we've, we've talked that up. We we have talked about Afro Samurai. It's there's a quick look yeah. if you want to kind of see what that game's about. It sounds like it just it doesn't change, and then the bosses suck, and then. It's yeah, over. like when you're cutting up guys, it's cool but repetitive, and then everything else in that game is a little lackluster. So, but nice art design, nice, uh, nice soundtrack, yeah, nice yeah, presentation in general. So, I'd love to see that sort of cell shading technique, or I don't even know if it's cell shading. It's like, just like they try and make it look like yeah, they texture it to make it look like it's kind of looking thing or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I've, like I've seen other games that. like that, but yeah, it's it's a nice touch. Uh, so, Brad, what about uh, yourself, man? Man, I've been playing. I had a weird ass weekend. Tell me about it. Game wise. Paint me a mind picture. I played. I don't even know if you're ready for this. So I played uh, Guitar Hero 2. I saw you playing Guitar Quite Hero 2. Quite a bit. Because you picked up the, because, your Circuit City copy. Yeah, should, should we cover that Circuit City run and tell people to go to Circuit City and no, buy all their No, we, we shouldn't stuff? tell people to go to Circuit City. Okay. Because I've gotten a lot of emails from people who, on our recommendation, went to Circuit City and got oh, burned. So oh, are they? Don't, uh, don't go to Circuit City. Are they like running well, out for the, of stuff I think, now? You know, check and see if the points cards. I think, I think well, points the pro- cards are the one thing. That, that was the biggest score. Well, like that's, that's the thing that people off. are getting burned on like, is the oh, points cards specifically. Really? Like, like how so? Uh, multiple ways. I've gotten emails from people saying that they got them and uh, like they paid for them uh-huh. 
and got them home and found out that Circuit City hadn't activated them. Nice. And oh, that they just the didn't have. They didn't have to do that. Yeah, what? the retailer has yeah, to yeah. activate them to prevent oh. shoplifting. Wow. Yeah, because otherwise you just yeah. grab a bunch of gift cards and run. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like all those gift cards you see oh, at like the grocery store like and everything. Point of sale thing, like yeah. when they ring it up. They yeah. So, but okay. apparently their machines had been turned off and they had no way of doing oh, it. So dude, it that's like terrible. And all sales are final now. Yeah. At Circuit City, obviously. And then someone else like went to go get the points cards and they had you know a thirty percent off sign next to them and they went up to the counter and they said oh no thirty percent doesn't apply to the cards oh because you're basically buying money so all right well uh, don't sell circuit city your mileage may vary <laughs> but we had a good experience uh and one of the things i got was guitar hero 2 360 for 15 bucks so i played a bunch of that to get points and realized that i bet I'd... you could find a copy of that for cheaper than 15 bucks you think so really <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I snapped we'll see. It not, but anyway not new it was, uh, yeah, it was brand new, new. Maybe not new. brand new in the rap. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah I guess I kind of suck at Guitar Hero now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got worse at that. Have not gotten the 500 note streak achievement yet. Mm. So that was demoralizing. So uh, after Guitar Hero two, King Kong. Oh, my copy of King I Kong. I found King Kong finally. <laughs> in but a I box. let you. Uh, and like three I got, days after launch, after I beat it, I got about five hundred points in an hour finishing hey, that game. Oh, you finished it? So I want like, my I, copy back. I didn't find. <laughs> you were welcome to it. I'm glad to get that thing out of my house because it's not great. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's not okay. I want it immediately. It's, it's not okay, great. but uh, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I had saved right before the five hundred points just start ringing up one after another. So mm. that was pretty pretty sweet. No, that's a that's. That was almost Avatar levels. I mean, that's, of, well, that's 360 launch stuff. That's when points were that's really at their sweetest. That's like when they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with it. No one really understood the system very well. They didn't know how to maximize their pointiness. Like that was that was almost approaching like Avatar levels of achievement gluttony. It was just like points, points, points. Yeah. Five hundred points on my score after less. I mean, than an it's hour. a short game, and all you get all your points just for playing through it. It's right, not right. like you get. And my save like, was right. It's at like the you end. have to kill a certain <sighs> amount of dinosaurs or anything. It's just. But that game Go. is so dumb. It's just. It yeah. is. It's oh pretty dumb. It was okay. It's, it's it still dumb. looks halfway decent, actually. Yeah, does it still stand like up that way? Environments, like the lightings, yeah. it's okay. Uh, I, anyway. I, like I remember playing it back around launch and just like hating it the whole way through. And it's just you know, it's just like objectives weren't clear, and I was just like, what am I doing? Like I almost gave up on it, even even though I already wanted the whole. The so you, you had already been bit by the points. I was doing it. I was doing it for the points. Okay, so so speaking <laughs> of hating for the points, speaking of hating a game that you're playing for points. To get it a little more topical or current, I then went to Interpol. Nice and a little little picture God, hunt. Damn it, man! I'd like I'd found myself like at the end of every level, sitting on my coffee table, <laughs> like with my face about a foot from the TV, <laughs> like forty six inch television, which is like it's pretty far. It's like I have to imagine that there are some kick ass guides out there because nothing ever changes location. So well, I'm sure that there is like a picture. Yeah, all you need is of, a diagram of each of each level. All you need is an annotated diagram. Every single item, every yeah. item location, and you could probably fly through that game in thirty minutes. I think I way. got like when we played through it, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I think I got like hundred and fifty. 15 points total yeah. on that play. I am so comfortable with that <laughs> That out of 200. I, somehow I got the one for finishing a location in 30 seconds, even though I didn't come close to that on any map. We got, some we got reason, that. For some reason, you didn't. I looked it oh, up. We, didn't, we don't have that. No, we, we got to, like, find three things in five seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other speed-based uh, yeah, was, For some for reason, that. that just rung up out of nowhere. I don't know. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, crappy games, played for points. Screw that. But then I... <laughs> did you you got to redeem your weekend here. I did. Man. So far, uh, everything's I, been crap. I, then well, I... I also, I played the Maw start to finish. Oh, okay. So that is new and pretty yeah. good. So I feel good talking about that. But, uh, but also good for points. 
Yeah, I got the full two hundred yeah. pretty easily. It's oh. it's pretty easy for that stuff. But, but it's charming. a fun game. Yeah, like it's I just play them all. It's it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's actually it makes a really good impression. It's like you said, it's got that sort of Pixarish quality. Yeah, it's definitely. not quite as refined or clever. No, but like you know, nobody talks and it's very expressive. Yeah, and, uh, it definitely is. It's like a downloadable a, version of a Pixar movie. Interactive yes, exactly. in real time. It might as well be Toy Story. That's right. Um, PlayStation. Toy Story quality <laughs> graphics. The Emotion Engine makes it possible. A couple um, things about it really got under my skin. Though. Yeah. Like the the camera control, like is it like if you're trying to look up, it maxes out on a plane with your character's line of sight, oh, so you yeah, can't yeah. move the camera up at all. Uh, and there's a there's a few parts if you remember of anywhere like you kind of need to see what's going on above you to really figure out where to go, like the flying level where you're hovering around like there's these little air jets that blow you around and yeah. some of them are above your line of sight. I like I don't remember not being able to look up so much. There was one in particular that I just missed because I didn't see it. Uh, I, I hated like, that level. I spent, that yeah, was that was the, that one. was probably that and the one where you ram stuff because I didn't mind that one so much. Like basically the mall, like the last level, he gets like this sort of big horn and he can charge oh spoil yeah spoil it's like well probably the coolest thing about the game is that every level basically gives you a different mechanic yeah yeah it's pretty cool when he gets big and he's all yeah he so he gets bigger and bigger like spoiler like you know he starts (laughs) out like the size of your dude but then by the end of the game he's like 100 feet tall nice um and yeah, like you know, you fly in one level. Uh, you can do this <laughs> ramming thing in one level. What else was there? Like electricity, you, powers, yeah, electricity. Fire, like you can breathe fire, fire in one. Uh, you throw hammers. Um, yeah, totally. You get a you get raccoon, the hammer suit, raccoon tail, statue. Once you fly around the cape, um, you get the big green boot. So when you get the when you get the ramming power in the That's last right. level, like you make him ram stuff, like uh-huh. he will. Like maybe I was doing something wrong here, but no, like, he just like randomly decides yeah. to pick a direction and run that way. Like, you have to kind of line him up and then tell him to ram. Yeah, like, he's just... But got, he'll commit as soon as you hit the thing, so, like, right, yeah. he's off askew. And he likes to wander around, so it's just... Yeah. That was a huge pain in the ass. But uh, overall, yeah, like, it's really... Well, sounds like you had a, a, a video gamey weekend. Yeah, I didn't do much else, actually. Very good. Uh, Vinny, how about yourself? What have you been playing, brother? Uh, I didn't play too much this weekend. I, um, I'm still going at the, the Fable 2... Just kind of wandered around with my second character. Just getting did your knothole on. You, yeah, do any knothole stuff yet? Not yet. No, I have totally have not gone to knothole island yet. But I, I've been running around just, you know, getting keys and smashing up gargoyle statues. And you know what? Like Use that. keys to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. That's actually what I was supposed to play this weekend. I went home. Uh, like I told a friend of mine, I was like, all right, Fable 2 weekend. It's funny because I, no. I, I rarely play games twice through like yeah. very 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 rarely uh, i think maybe knights of the old republic the original one was the last one i just kind of played through again uh but i'm totally enjoying the, the second run through and uh, mm. unfor- uh I'm, I'm being evil this time like committing to being evil uh the only problem is to get the and i'm also trying to get all the stuff uh the only problem is to get everything you have to be at least 50% good to unlock an expression, which is part of the completionist achievement. Oh, yeah. So at yeah. some point I have to turn a corner and start doing some really good stuff. Well, can, but that's so easy to, you, like, even with even without the Knothole Island stuff, there are there are ways that you can easily boost up your, your purity. And yeah, I mean, is, is there basically, like, an unlimited possibility to grind? Well, the, the purity like and an the, alignment? the corruption is pretty easy. I wasn't so sure about the actual good versus evil. You just, like, eat a bunch of celery. That's it, No, that's, yeah. that's the, uh, you go to the Temple of Light, that thing ain't there no oh, more. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You you chose that way. Okay. Hmm, I don't know then. Yeah, because well, that's you, you spoilers. Because yeah, like, donate money. And- I, I guess I was like middle of the road enough that for or chose that that path or whatever, and uh, I was able to 
you could just go up there and donate money. Yeah, yeah, I can do so that. So there are like... That temple... <laughs> in wow. Okay. So there, there are like repeatable actions that you can use to boost your alignment one yeah, way or the Yeah, but they're, they're small. Like the big ones come from the big choices. Uh, that's why I was kind of waiting for Knothole because you know, obviously I haven't gone through it yet. So I'm trying to make every opposite choice I made through on the um, original playthrough just to see the other end of it. And I'm um, waiting for knot holes. I so think maybe I can boost it up a bit. I think yeah, that's a good that's a good way to do it for sure. But I think isn't like the property management stuff? Can't you do some? I think that's corruption and purity. Is that corruption and purity? Yeah. Mm. I, I also think though, like my end game for the other one, you get a bunch of missions that just open up in the end game, so you can do like the oh slave yeah, trading you can go room. do all yeah, that stuff. Totally. That'll totally. Yeah. There's there's, there's a lot of yeah. There's even like missions that it seems like after you finish the game, you can you can grind on if you wanna. Yeah. Uh, adjust that stuff. Uh, so that that stuff is fun. I, I'm still enjoying the, the Fable 2. And then uh, I beat Professor Layton. I don't know if you oh. guys have oh, wow. played that nice. yeah. new release. That's a fairly impressive feat. Um, that yeah. Is, that is beyond did me. You, did you like sit there with a fact or did you actually do all that? No, I did them all. And like I think you just get into this mode of thinking by the end where you're like, you know, obviously these don't want me to do any math. Yeah. It's either zero or the the biggest number. Right. So, like, you know, you just get to a point. And, like, it's weird because the puzzles – I don't know if you guys have played this game. The puzzles will subtract the – whatever the point value is, the P-Krats or whatever it is. Yeah. And up to a point. Like, you only – you fail three times and stop subtracting. So, after you just start guessing. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Reforce your way yeah, through One, it. two, three, four, five. Or, you know, you save a game and if you pick something wrong, you turn it off. And yeah, use all your hint and, coins and yeah. then reset it and uh-huh. try it again. Yep. Um, is there any word on uh, the other one? Sorry to, to, yeah, exactly. Sorry to derail, but like, there's, yeah, they've got two more out in Japan already. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think they've announced anything. Yeah, I don't think they've announced anything yeah. at all with that yet. And like, the, the movie is either out or coming out. Oh wow! Yeah, jeez. Who's playing Leighton? I am Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yes, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, I can figure it out. Uh, Jonah yeah. Hill is a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, Leighton, Leighton was fun, uh, though he kind of creeped me out. I kind of made that blog post. I just imagine Leighton kind of in a dark room, drinking himself to death and kind of calling in a little buddy to get over there and solve some puzzles with him. Think he's got a dark side? Oh man, for sure. He's just too gentlemanly. <laughs> Uh, and then, so you I can't to, accept him at face value. No, not no. no See, I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's anything too untoward though to, towards his sidekick. I think he just chokes pokers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well like the, the whole end of the game is him kind of like, just like Ron Steel or Ron Silver and Blue Steel. He just yeah. snaps and goes out at night. And Layton is to, actually the real Jack the Ripper. Uh, yes. and Hooker blood. Yeah, the uh, the whole end of the game, and I feel That's like how he this gets his kicks. Definitely past our moratorium on endings is like him kind of becoming the steward of this young lady. Yeah, and it was woo. Whoa. <laughs> and, and so you have to wonder, like in Japan, if that has a totally different connotation, just because of just the, the nature way of, of dirty old men. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was a little weird. So I popped that and I put in Chrono Trigger. So I uh, played For, some of that. Oh, DS yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's still Chrono Trigger, though. I hear. Yeah, so you can touch the screen a couple of times. But mm. Yeah, yeah, that game. Uh, did, they, the, did they add in any of like the weird stuff that they added in for the PlayStation remake of? Chrono yeah, all Trigger? the all the, the um, animated anime stuff? movies are in there. You can actually toggle those on and off. Oh, interesting. Um, <clears throat> the the touch controls, like I don't, I don't in general in DS games, I don't care for like using stylus to walk a guy around. But yeah. like some of the like accessing all the menu functions, with stylus is pretty nice and. Uh, also, just they use the two screens to, like, when you're in a battle, they don't put any status stuff at all on the battle screen. Like, which, it all goes down to the second screen. So. Which is cool. And, like, originally, was there just no map at all? 
I can't remember because oh. like the map is on the bottom screen, and I can't can remember if there was ever a map, map? in the SNES like version for like, <clears throat> in, in like dungeon area. areas. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's new. Yeah, so that's kind of so. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's a great, great version of Chrono Trigger. Excellent. So yeah, I think that might be all I kind of got to. I was, I was kind of busy this weekend; didn't have too much time for gaming. Excellent. There was all that football. That's when I played the games. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I did. I actually went shopping the, during the football stuff because I figured it would be less Dead. crowded downtown. Yeah, yeah, I had it in my head that I was going to get a haircut. Uh, instead, I ate a lot of pizza rolls and watched football. <laughs> there, there that's was good one. Too. That's like a haircut. That's like a haircut. There was one other person on my live friends list during the Super Bowl, mm. and it was. Carry playing geometry wars. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that was about, but anyway. Well, when I wasn't watching America the show, mm-hmm. uh, I was playing some. I was finished up the Fable Two Knothole Island stuff. All of it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, got everything out of the the trade in shop. Which is man, that hard? Is it hard to do? It's it's just kind of time consuming. Like loading back and forth. The, areas. the, the thing is, like, you have to get an area to a specific. There's, there's some some items that you're just gonna have, yeah. like when by by the time you finish the game, um, but there's a, a a lot of items that are only gonna show up at specific vendors when the area has a specific economic rating, and even then, not all of the time. So it's like I had to get two copies of this one book that uh, basically only showed up at at this bookstore in, in uh, Barrowstone Market. So it, I had I had the the economy in the position that I wanted it in after I. It spent a bunch of time adjusting rents and everything to so the, the, get you, there. You adjust the prices and the rents lower, and the, the economy goes up. Yes. Okay. If, and you adjust them higher, the economy goes down. Or you can also just murder everyone, and that also will Ruins the ruin economy. the economy. Okay. Um. So I would go into this shop and say, "All right, I'm looking for this book," and look through her inventory, and she didn't have it. I would run around the corner to a, a house and sleep for seven days, and come back and check again. So I had to do that at a couple locations a bunch of times to get all the items that I needed to trade in everything at the shop. And then I also got all the uh, the books, oh. which I actually had to I had to break down and uh, rely on a fact for that. Because but, but you don't need to – you can do it after you've completed quests. They don't lock you out of anything? Yeah, no, you can go back to – yeah, I had, I had already finished everything uh, on Knothole Island quest-wise. You feel bad about using facts? Like you say that as if – you feel ashamed or I, something. I, I, I mean, for some stuff, I'd rather not. This stuff was like I did as much as I could on my own. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to just bang my head against this forever. Because like it, there's like just walk the, around every weird corner. Yeah, there's going to be something that I'm just some like stupid hidden thing. I'll, I'll, that, I'll, I'll put in the due diligence and I'll I'll try. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, going to try fair. and try and do this. It just I don't know. It seems like a reality of life as a responsible adult who plays games that you'd have to I'm, yeah, I mean, I, at some I, point. I, have, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm not a responsible adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I, I wrapped up, put a bow on uh, on Knothole Island, uh, played through uh, Operation Anchorage, which, oh. uh, yeah, really combat-oriented, which yeah. I, I kind of agree with your sentiment, Jeff, that it's not the, the strongest suit of uh, Fallout 3, but I like the way it ends. Mm. Um, at least the way it ended for me. <laughs> is is there some variation there? Or? I, I guess there can be. Does it seem like it? Um, depending on, on how your character is built. Um, I thought that was good. I, I liked kind of the, the nods to the unreality of the situation that you're in throughout. I thought some of that stuff was kind of neat. So how, like, I like that like, if your intelligence is high enough, you can... Like See start to talk to people about the the simulation, yeah, and, and, and they just all respond with like, "Dude, what are you talking?" About? <laughs> yeah, you can just be like, "Dude, are you all crazy?" 
None of you know, this is real. None you know of this that. is real, dude. <laughs> so, so, so what's the story with the uh, the gear? Wait, it's pretty good. It. Don't it's give pretty it away. Good. It's well, kind of a it's pretty good. surprise. I don't know. Like I just, what's in the vault? I don't want to know. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say it's pretty good. I read what it is. The, the items sound really cool. It's okay. uh, uh, I, if you don't want to know, it's similar to stuff that some of it is similar to stuff that can be gotten. in oh, really? the Game like it sounded so not novel. All, n- n- like, it's it's all unique. Yeah, but some of it is similar. Some of it there's nothing like it in the 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 regular game. Okay, so does that stuff scale to how your character is? Yeah, everything that whole game scales. But like, so the things that are in the vault will. Fit your character when you get out of that simulation? Uh, no, okay. no. The, the the items are all the items. Oh, oh yeah, the item yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I I'm thought no, no. That's as far as the difficulty of the simulation goes. Okay. But, Wait, uh, no. I'm confused. Like items like, don't scale. Oh, okay. So, okay. But like whatever's in there is in there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Are there are there minimum level requirements no. on items? No. Like, so is that there's stuff, only minimum level requirements on perks? Is right. that stuff super crazy powerful and you can yeah. go there right it's, at the beginning of the game? You just got it really early. You could probably do more damage to stuff but you know stuff you know like i said it's it scales to to the point where well, like i don't really feel that gear matters that much in that game well like some stuff like the um was it the, like the the power armor on those dudes like you need yeah. to have that training and that's the one thing that's yeah. the one thing that's the one thing in that yeah so um i think i'm going to try that stuff out on the pc uh i was looking around at like a collection of fallout 3 mods and there's just some kind of weird stuff out there for Basically, just like cheating, which I mean, you can already like, like pull down the console and type in a bunch of cheats yourself. There's stuff like like if you want achievements in the PC version of Fallout Three, <laughs> that's weird. Like you can just cheat your way to get them. Like there's, really? a, there's a mod that moves all the bobbleheads to right outside the vault. What? Oh come on, uh, dude. I'm surprised so, they don't disable achievements when you. Mess you would, stuff like yeah, that. I know, right? They, you would think yeah, that they would do that. They do not. Well, so I'm gonna. So if you uh, want, like, yeah, you you will notice that I have all of the uh, level and karma requirements for, uh, for all three. You know, for good, neutral, and evil in the you PC were, version of Fallout. You are a bad man. Oh, Just let me borrow your that, copy of Fallout Three. That is shameful. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey, so wait, I, for the bobbleheads, the, the besides the, the one obvious one, maybe can you get those at any time? Like, can you always go? There back? are a couple, or one, there's at least one that you have to get when you're in that area because there's no way to go back in it. Okay, um, that's kind of a bummer, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I don't like when they do stuff like that. And then yeah, after, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. After, I, after I finished Operation Anchorage, I ran around the wastelands and uh, did a couple other things. Uh, yeah, I just wrapped up a couple achievements, took on a couple of quests, went and hunted down. Uh, I think I still have one to go, but the uh, the behemoth super mutants. Oh when yeah, we found yeah. those and threw some mini nukes at them. Um, which it takes a couple. They're yeah. tough. Well, there's a mod for the PC version <laughs> that apparently makes it split into fifty mini nukes when you, when you launch it or throw it or whatever. And, and so you shoot I'll, bicycles. I, you should let me borrow your. There's a lot of really silly stuff. Dude. Or is that? Or is it's, that? Like, it's already like key registered key to my account, it. so I don't think you can. Mm. Yeah, Games uh, Windows Live, baby. And then I, and then I, uh, yeah, I was so I had spent a long time trying to find. Like there was one area where a, a mission was supposed to take me that I couldn't find in like the DC ruins area. And there's there's a lot of spots in Fallout Three that you just can't walk to. That's yeah. like you have to use a specific uh, like, like metro system yeah, path, yeah. and none of those. For one thing, they show you like like throughout the game, you can find like old metro maps, like so you can see like what the yeah, the routes yeah. are. But those don't work really anymore. Those yeah. are, those are not tunnels have changed. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of them are caved in, and a lot of them it's like you know you'll you'll hop from one to the other to get to where you're going. 
So there had been an area that I just had never even seen and was banging my head against for hours trying to find, and I couldn't find any good information online on, like, what stations I had to go in and then, you know, where I had to go from there to get to them. And uh, I found that really, really infuriating. I I had a really frustrating experience, very similar to that, and I think that's when I actually put it down and haven't gone back yet. And it was something early on where you had to, like, find some resistance groups hideout or something like that and it was like in the dc downtown area yeah. and like kept trying to walk there using the map and all you know kept getting that rubble dead end you know yeah. rubble dead end rubble dead end and it was like, like i tried attacking it from like all the different <laughs> angles i'm like okay i have this i know i can fast travel to this location to the north right and just you know maybe just walk down straight into it and and you hit that you know yeah hit yeah hit the the constant well, rubble typically, wall. typically the map markers point you at like the subway tunnels you need to take to get like this one didn't weird oh yeah. this one was this like one was messed bouncing up. around all over the place like every subway station i was in all of a sudden it was like ah! You go this way. Oh, and I was like, weird. oh, come on. Yeah, that's- this one I had, uh, it's it's the Riley's Rangers one. That's the one. Yeah. That is yeah. The, totally the one. How yeah. the hell you get there? There's, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Draw I'll me a map. I'll show, yeah. you, I'll show you how to oh, get there. And, and I was totally running past places I should not have been because yeah. it was like yeah, I spent hours pretty trying low to find level and I'm running through downtown D.C. Yeah, with yeah. just a mob of like freaking super mutants behind me. The, the like, problem, the I'm not problem supposed to be here. for me is that for some reason the mission – because I hadn't found that location yet, to like to get to the guys that are stranded, um, their leader is like unconscious in the underworld. But I had already talked to the doctor. Like one of the the routes that you can take for this mission is you go talk to her, you wake her up because she is wounded in the underworld, and then she tells you the rest of the mission. But I had already talked to the doctor there about like, hey, wake her up, and my my uh, my uh, speech skill wasn't high enough to convince him to do it. And I also didn't have a high enough uh, medical skill to wake her up on my own. And since I was already at the level cap, I had no way of actually getting either of those skills up uh, uh, enough. So all, right. all the mission marker was telling me was, go uh, wake up Riley. I'm like, dude, I, there is literally no way that I can. Yeah. So I eventually just had to just kind of brute force it and find the location and, and get into it. I woke her up and yeah. I still couldn't find it. My map was trying to tell me where to go, and it was like, go to Riley's Ranger's house or go free the Rangers. And I was like, I want to go hit the Ranger house because she says there's weapons there, so I want to go find that. Oh, place. there are. Yeah, and that's a good spot. If I could get there. Oh, you couldn't even get to like the Rangers hideouts. No, that's where I'm trying to go. Just get a plane. <laughs> You'd think they have all this other cool stuff. There's uh, the Enclave has those helicopters. You think just you know, why can't you jack one of those? Just jump on one of those floating balls and just go over the rubble. So, uh, yeah, I played those games. That's, that's, uh, oh, uh, we got uh, Fear 2 Project Origin in yesterday, and yeah. I can't say anything about it just yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it so far. I could say that much. All right. I think that's fair. Yeah, we're going to have some, I guess there's going to be a multiplayer session at some point. The game comes out next week. Yeah. yeah, hopefully you can look for some multiplayer coverage later in the week. Hopefully. Man. Some video. Stuff. Good stuff coming out. I played some pub games too. Oh, just no. want to let you know. Okay, wait. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, do do you know what the story is with like the the patch and all that stuff? I mean, I don't think I. I still haven't patched it. Like, so you just pull your Ethernet cable before you? No, I just say don't update. And oh, okay. You play oh, and you can just play it offline. Yeah. Right? yeah okay. Um, but I, another one of the achievements you have to get from get, getting a reward from the pub games, and for that, you know, they you have to pick a character slot. Yeah. And that's the only person who gets those rewards. Right. So I totally had to go back in and play goddamn. 
fucking spinner box, which is the worst. <laughs> oh, it's the worst of the it's three. It's the worst. It's the most pointless. And you have to yeah. do the tournament, it's, it's which called, is a hundred spins, and you, all you do is hit A. Yeah. It's called times. it's called the press A game, <laughs> uh, and it's I, all random, and you have to place in the top ten out of like a fifty people. I literally fell asleep several times playing that, just yeah. like on the couch, just A A A, and it's all random, and you just have to place. And so, like, you literally you are just hitting A, watching your number go, your place seven, your place ten, three, five. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Oh, my goodness. That was, oh, that, that was bad. And now I, then I felt so good about going back to Fortune's Tower and making my woman a millionaire. So I was like, this, this, I'm glad your game's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of this. It's ironic because that really kind of, for me, pub games set the tone for Fable 2 for me. I'm like, oh, man, this thing is so busted. That game is going to be shit. And uh, I ended up being really pleasantly surprised by Fable 2. I ended up really enjoying it. So, well, It's good to know you can still go back into the pub games and extort it <laughs> and jump back in. Indeed. All right. That's, uh, that's games we've been playing. Thanks, everyone. Uh, let's uh, get into news of the world. Hey Brad, Hi. we're going to kick this off with uh, Prince of Persia Epilogue DLC announced. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what this is about? About They announced that. Uh, so it sounds like, well, okay, so uh, I think at least three out of four of us have played a decent amount of Prince of Persia. I have uh, finished it. And those three of us know that, so like, you know, the world is set up with kind of like, there's like the little desert hub and then there's like spokes coming off. Yes, you know, there, so are, there, there are levels. Sort of like little branching, like progressions of levels. It's a video game. Um, well, but the way it's arranged. Like, so I think two, two is underwater. <laughs> like, apparently, from what I understand, it seems like the DLC is going to be like another one of those spokes. Like, so it'll, I guess that's what, like six levels or something? Six maps? Uh, yeah. Now, have they said if this is going to, like, kick in before the game ends? No, it's, it's right after the ending, uh, which... So that's really interesting if you've finished the game. Yeah, I don't know. Not if, really. Like, are it, we comfortable saying what happens at the end of Prince of Persia? Or, I don't know. I think we could talk around this. It's, it's a little too soon, perhaps. Well, there's, I don't know. There's a certain amount of finality to the ending of the game. It's, it's kind of like with... Oh, I don't no know. way. Oh, I, I don't know about I that. Feel completely Did you hit the, the power opposite. button too early? No, I, I, I finished it, finished it. That, that game totally resets when you beat it. Yeah, like... But it, it doesn't... Everything is the same. But then it ends. It's not like you then pick up the controller again. No. Except you do now. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just like, I mean, it's not exactly like, but similar to with Fallout 3. There's no clear game. That's a game that when it's done, it's done. Oh, you're saying even you Even if there's a way that you could end Fallout 3 with the potential to keep playing, you can't keep playing. You're talking about just mechanically once the credits roll in yes. Prince Persia, you yeah. can't. Yes. Keep running your guy. That's, yes, that's oh, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's, um, but like as far I don't as think so like what what is the rest of the world going to look you know, like? I don't think they've made, I don't once, think they've made it clear how that's going to work. Exactly. So that's that's the part but, that's more interesting to me. You know, I agree that it's totally open to a sequel. But yeah. I think contextually in the context of the story, the world looks exactly how it does when you started the game. Like that is you you, you So I mean, but is the, so does this does this DLC effectively give you another full playthrough of the game? Um, I don't know. That's really hard to say. I, 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 I would imagine it, it gives you... Uh, it, like, it seems like the sort of thing that they would just have like a new menu option that says epilogue mm-hmm. or, so. or whatever and well, let, you, let you just start from there. But the way the game is set up, uh, if you don't use the teleport option, like it, everything is seamlessly connected. You can go from one end of the game to the other without ever hitting a load screen. Right. Maybe so, stuff like, they will would, have collapsed or something? They would probably, I would imagine, they just integrate that new stuff onto the map. Well, yeah, I feel like it would be weird, too, if they just kind of stuck another node on there. Maybe it'll be something like... 
all of a sudden an underground passage will will open up or something weird like that. I don't know. I was so mad. Well, it is called the game. Underground Palace, a yeah. corrupted underground yeah, so, palace I mean, from which the prince and Elika need to escape in an epic new journey. Maybe it's where you fight the last guy. Uh, new know. power, energize. Yeah. So there's yeah there's like there's one new of everything. There's a new enemy. There's a new power. There's the new like spoke off the the hub. Uh, there's a new something else. So it's a new trap challenge. Yeah, yeah. So like, I guess so. Her new power, like, so all the powers that you unlock in that game seem basically the same. It was just like. Was run, run, onto this, run onto this jump pad and then hit the Y button. The running one was different. Yeah, the running one was the only one that was different. For me. So the new one, like, so like IGN had an interview with these dudes and they said, like, you know, all right, we'd heard all the criticism. You know, we we know most of you think this game's too easy. So in this DLC, we're going to take that to heart. Uh, so her new power is like, I guess she can kind of temporarily reform like destroyed architecture, hmm. but only temporarily. So like you like it goes back together like oh, kind of time rewinding really potion style yeah. and then you actually have to like run through it real fast before it all collapses again. You don't run out of that. You don't run out of oh, that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Right, okay. okay. Yeah, nice. Anyway. Uh, sprinting clash. So a new dual move. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so in the combat. I don't yes. know if that's like a whole new sort of combo type or if it's just one A dual move that lets you or the enemy trigger a sprint attack charging towards each other, clashing your weapons fiercely. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, a, it, I would rather have an attack that hits the other guy, not no. clashes with his weapon. You gotta look cool, man. Maybe maybe you you somehow hit him at the end of it and yeah, knock his weapon out of the way. Um, and new unlockable skins of, like, early prototype versions of the Prince and Alica. That's the yeah, that's so the fourth skin they never let you unlock. You had told me menu. about that, like, yeah. before this DLC was announced. Where did you hear that that's what those were? Uh, I YouTubed unlockable skins, because on the PC, I guess, on the oh, PC somebody version, had just, like, hacked the files out I think you can unlock it. I think, oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, there's that oh, slot. Yeah. And that totally uh, is consistent with this, like, more recent story that I guess this DLC is not coming out on the PC. Oh. So that explains why you can get those skins now on yeah, there. Yeah, on the PC you can unlock that third or fourth slot or whatever by yeah. getting all the light orbs, I guess. Right, right, right. But on the console version, it's always just locked. Well, now you got to pay yeah. for the DLC to get it. You can get um, white hair, elegant. And, like, the new, the new enemy sounds kind of like a cop-out, like... The dog. The no, well, it's uh, what was it it's called? The shape shifter. The shapeshifter. It's, it can take on the shapes of two of the other existing yeah. enemies. <laughs> so like, huh. the game. Uh, like, all right, we made a new model that turns into two of the old uh, models with their attacks. So you'll have to mix up your strategy from the strategy used yeah, on so one guy or the strategy used on the other guy. That's so kind of cool. Mortal Kombat trilogy, but applied to something else. Did you have a problem yep, with it? It's like more combat trilogy. Exactly except like that. Not that at all. Yeah, yeah. stringing together rain. combos, Without right? load yeah. times, like, rain and There was like one, that one achievement, one achievement to get all the combos or like a long string or whatever. Yeah. But like every time you string together combos, if you get a guy against the wall, it goes into that cutscene. So you can't, yeah. you can't run a combo on him too long without him hitting a wall and then kind of... I got nothing for you. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, the combat wasn't my favorite part of that game. I liked it. I thought it was. I, pretty, it looked good, but it was just I, I saw the same little canned animation of uh, got him up against the wall, and then I think it's run out you, of the way. I think, I think it's when you go to the move list and turn it into the branch view, and you understand how like one type of attack can transition right, to it's other just, types. But it's, like, it's unnecessary. The game never demands that from I'm, you. Uh, yeah, you don't have to do that. I'm but. pretty sure that the last Prince of Persia game I played was the first Prince of that's, Persia game. That's pretty, you play Sands of Time? Impressive. Nope. It's pretty uh, good. Dude, yeah, that was, time in its time, that was an excellent game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this right. one, this I, one's hear this, I hear this yeah. one's good too. Yeah. This one's not bad. Uh, this one's not as good now as Sands of Time was then. Yeah, yeah. But this one's pretty good. It's, it's not worth, bad. It's worth playing. And again, it, I until you get it to the end, seven hundred points. So I don't know what you're. I didn't. I didn't that, mind the that, ending that so much. Good. I, but then I also knew it was coming. So, oh really? Yeah. I hated the ending. 
I was like, what, wait, what are you doing? Why? Don't do that. I just <laughs> spent so much time I mean, doing, yeah, undoing that. Reverses all of your progress. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. I just, I didn't think do we have was... a, Do we have a date for this? No, I don't think they've said. I think spring. And you are speculating a $10 price point. Yeah, they, they, they explicitly offered no comment on the price, so I'm going to guess 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like, like kind of the, the time frame for... Oh no! Uh, February twenty sixth is the date that's oh, wow. coming out. So that's soon. That you wrote in your story. I, I wrote that. Yep. Really? Yep. Oh man! I, I right there at the very bottom, end of the story. It's like the last thing you wrote too. Okay. That sure. blog will be out on February twenty sixth for consoles. I'll which, take my word for it. I guess. <laughs> and then no official word on price, but you uh, speculate ten bucks. So there you go. All right. Uh, moving on. Electronic three two thousand and nine. Yes. Mm. It's on. Oh no. E triple. It's yes. back. The EEE. It's the back a- for the, the first Asus time. The Asus Netbook. Yes. Finally here in convention form. Yeah. Uh, the ESA went ahead and announced uh, some of the stuff about E3, including a partial list of exhibitors. Uh, they claim that exhibit space is going fast. So if you thought if you think you want a booth at E3. Do we get ours? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Big double-decker. Okay. Yeah. Who's working on the giant luchadier statue, 20 foot tall? It's an inflatable luchadier that's going to be uh, right hovering ab- ab- above the Prius that we'll have there. <laughs> uh, um, it will also function as a bounce house. So. Yes. It will also and we'll have a cage house. that you can trap viruses in. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Man, I fucking hate E3. I've, oh, God damn it. Is this going to be okay? Am I going to fucking hate E3 again? I've, I've, I know I, I am the opposite of everyone else yeah. when it comes to this, but I've enjoyed the last two years of E3 quite a bit. Yeah, the nice, quiet, uh, get-stuff-done E3. Yeah, it's the go and see a lot of games and not have to fight dudes constantly and feel worn out in your soul. Well, you know, everyone felt that that was just selling the game industry short and uh, making making them all look like a, a bunch of chumps. So They, had they to are be, a bunch of chumps. They, they deserve to, they to be to, sold they short. They make it big and... Television big doesn't have a big. It's not like look, it's look not like, man. The L.A. local news wasn't showing up to cover the old E3 because it didn't have like ladies and loud music. So, so it's not like movies. Oh, me- I'm going to go to movies convention. This just means that we'll be able movies. to watch uh, L.A. local news coverage at E3 like, while we're at E3 covering it, which we'll is just... my, one of my favorite parts of E3 is watching them go. The latest in technology here on the loud show floor. <laughs> We're looking at the latest from Nintendo. Cut to like footage of said reporter holding a Wii remote and swinging it awkwardly next to someone who works at Nintendo. <laughs> and also the latest from Microsoft, including <laughs> holographic magic games. Um, this is going to be on everybody's Christmas list. Everybody's this Christmas isn't pa- this Christmas isn't your parents' pack band that you remember playing in the arcades with the right. quarter. These guys are speaking a different language, the world of Warcraft. Um, I guess big things about the exhibitor list, it's it's kind of the murderer's row of big publishers. Yep. Uh, but uh, Activision Blizzard and LucasArts, both of whom had said peace uh, to the ESA last year, yeah. uh, are, are going to be uh, showing up. So. Yeah, they're going to have uh, they're gonna have some booth space. Some kind of exhibit space there. I wonder if that means uh, that they're back in the ESA, or if they just bought. Booth I think space. they just got booth space. They are. They you you don't have to be a member of the ESA to get a booth. So okay. I, I don't think it necessarily means that they are back on board. Uh, NC Soft not on this list. This is a few publishers that are 
few companies that you might think would have a booth that, but didn't, that currently I, don't. Didn't NCSoft get like into a big like public shouting match with the ESA the last time they had a big E3 because over like the noise they level, were making like everything they, super loud yeah, and they had a noise issue, the so. CEO came out and said "fuck you motherfuckers" <laughs> something to those effects. Yeah, yeah basically still bitter over that. Uh, so you know who knows. Um, but hey, early fi- June. 505 Games is yeah, there. Yeah, 505 Games is going to be there. They're going to be showing off the Michael Phelps dope smoking simulator. <laughs> Finally. Um, pot pipes. Pot pipes.com. Phot- photograph with a pot pipe. Photograph with a pot pipe. Did they actually use that phrase? Yeah. Jeez. Like, it was just like, what? I don't. It was so bizarre that they. Because, you know, they can't just say he was caught smoking marijuana because. They don't know. They don't yeah. know. They weren't there. And even in his uh, public apology that Phelps gave out he never said i got caught smoking dope he said i was engaging in behavior that i was unbecoming and you know he he kind of was, was freebasing po- caffeine <laughs> he was political about that so so no tobacco. one could say yeah he was smoking dope but they can say that he was caught using a pot pipe <gasps> a pot pipe a water pipe uh, amazing so how shubbler. quickly this stuff uh went away and i guess maybe we'll see if like i, I looked at like the tmz homepage last night it was not on it Hmm. Really? Like I figured well, that this would have been like this would have survived like four or five news cycles because because uh, Michael Phelps is on his knees thanking God for Christian Bale now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like the Christian Bale thing is totally superseded the Michael Phelps, yeah. but not from like not like conservative middle middle well, America. They would care yeah, more about their right. Olympic champion yeah. smoking the drugs. Like they were talking on the news about this engaging threat, in like, drug activities, threatening his endorsement deals and stuff. I don't know if that's actually. I think a, it could threaten a few of them, but not, you know I'm not a sports agent, but, but, so yeah. who knows? Um, he's, he's a 23 year old kid. He's that's. It's what happens. You go to a party. There's red plastic cups. You, you wear your hat backwards. Stupid. You do something stupid. That girl's 16. You find out way too late. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. That's what happens. All right. So, uh, so yeah, 505 is going to be there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's do happening. Have, it's happening date? early June, June 2nd. We are now less than four months away oh, from the no. start of E3. Oh, man. Oh. Wait, hold on. Day one is June 2nd? Day one is June 2nd. And then it's three days? Second through the fourth. <laughs> uh, I turned 30 on the last day of E3. All right. <laughs> We're going to go get lit in Los Angeles. June 4th. Mark your calendars, folks. <laughs> um, Stay away from downtown LA. <laughs> it's going to be a little smoggy. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like everybody's going to be there, and it's going to be a big flashy show. We'll have to kind of wait and see how they lay out the floor and how all that stuff works, if it's really going to be like the old E3. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Are, are, like, you, are we excited about that? I'm excited I, that there will be game announcements in June. At yeah, this point, yeah. looking at I 09. Guess the the like, timing of it, I, I appreciate it's, that. It's a better timing than Absolutely. certainly than July or whatever. Um, this is about when they used to have it. It was like late May usually. Yeah, like mid to late. Mid to late. Yeah, so this is a little bit later than the, than the old, old E3. Uh, but What are they doing with attendance? Is it like... It's like credentialed media. Like They're still trying to hold it pretty tight, it looks like, but mm-hmm. maybe not quite as tight as it was. Well, <clears throat> what's the point of the giant show floor if you don't let tens yeah. of thousands? Yeah, of people exactly. It, it, like I said, it, they want it to be a spectacle to some extent because you know it, it helps the mainstream image of the game industry to have mainstream reporters there covering it. Though, with you know the number of mainstream reporters that cover video games getting laid off these days, you have to wonder like who's really who's going to come to this show. Um, and yeah, you, you'll notice that like that list. And granted, it's it's still a partial list. That the list that the ESA put out is all game makers, no uh, like accessory people, no mm-hmm. no media, um, that sort of stuff. So we'll have to see like you know who hey who's got money left to spring for an E3 booth again, yeah. you know like like that sort of stuff. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see what they, you know, how they, they fill that space. And, and they're doing it. It's like one hall. is It's still one hall, right? Do you mm. guys? Have you heard I don't know. Sure? I haven't heard anything either way. I don't, way, I don't, think, they're t- I don't think they're taking up both halls. I huh. think they're just taking up the one. So even one. more crowded. Yeah. Nice. yeah. To say which one? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I like. That's West. not part of the announcement. I, I, okay. That's something I remember hearing. But, I like West Hall. Um, for, for the record, West Hall. Uh, <laughs> Kensha. Just put it all in Kensha. Um, that's the only thing for me that could have me excited about the return of of old E three format. <laughs> is the return of, of hot dogs? Is the return of, of hot dogs? Oh and, yeah, and hot dogs, retro man. game shows. <clears throat> go go find this year's Guitar Hero and and the bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah Kencha Hall is creepy. Kencha Hall was like you stepped into old ECTS or something. <laughs> uh, there, like the carpet was always like bright yellow or something, just yeah. really offensive to the senses. Aside yeah. from the weird bootleg Korean Game Boy loaders for PlayStation <laughs> that you were seeing, right? So the things I noticed about that list, like I said, uh, NCSoft not on it, Activision, Blizzard, and uh, and LucasArts are. Um, Valve is not on that list. Mm. They had space last year. Uh, like D three is not on that list. We haven't heard anything from Valve as to what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they don't have anything to show, or you know, maybe they haven't got booth space yet. I mean, who knows? But you know, Valve had space last year to show off Left for Dead, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're not on this list. So, uh, also, Midway is on the list. All right. So Midway is proceeding. It's <laughs> kind of a bummer that you find that surprising. <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean, I don't really find it surprising. It's more kind of encouraging. They're just like, you know, this is business as usual. Obviously, they have to be at E three. Sure. Uh, if they're going to continue to be a serious publisher, and you know they, they've been going around doing their thing, and you know they're they're proceeding as if stuff is going to you know keep uh, kind of continuing on as it, it, it's been going, uh, which is a uh, you know it's a good sign. It takes money to make money, right? That's what I've been told. Yeah, finance. Uh, so yeah, E three second through the fourth, we'll be there, Los Angeles Convention Center. You should do something. We should book rooms and stuff. Yep. They, yeah, they, they opened up all the registration as part of this announcement. So we, oh, should, we, should, uh, we should do that. We should get on top of that. Sign up for that. Because that's kind of soon. Yeah, four months. Like usually the E3 announcement of what's going to, you know, where E3 is going to be and how it's going to go down happens well before now. Oh, um, well, they, they had already announced where it was going to be and, and what the general format was. This was just an update with like, hey, registration is now open and here's a list of dudes who are going to be there. Similarly, uh, Leipzig, around the same time, has been disintegrated, dissolved. Yep, not the town. No, the, town the whole thing <laughs> we know is still there. A super villain. All five Dr. people. Dr. Chaos. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like everyone who would have gone to Leipzig instead said uh, later to that and signed on with this new game Co- convention Cologne. in Cologne. Yeah. Which is going to stink. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Ooh. Pow! Hilarious wow. comedy! Moving on. Welcome no. to the podcast. So, uh, uh, Need for Speed's been <laughs> in a little bit of a slump lately. Past, oh, yeah? Past few. Need for Speed, yeah, Pro yeah. Street wasn't so good. Need for Speed Undercover, also not so good. So it kind of looked like we were thinking maybe they're going to stop making... Need for Speeds. Maybe that's they'll they'll take a break on oh, that. Oh, you thought bit. wrong. And they and EA said, "Man, fuck that." <laughs> How about instead we announce three new Need for Speed games <laughs> and hint at a secret fourth one? <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, four Need for Speed games in development, and I, and none of them subtitled Razor's Revenge. Exactly, as, as you so duly noted, Jeff. They're yeah. all the same game, just on different. Different, no, you know. no, they're, they're completely not. different focus. So we've got Need they're for Speed different technology. It's a different brand. It's a different quality of product. Different developers <laughs> too, right? We've got uh, uh, Need for Speed Shift, which is being developed by excuse Slight- me? excuse me, Need for Speed Shift. Okay, <laughs> Shift. Gotcha. It's Need for Speed Shit. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> 
It's not like I can't say it. No. Shift. It's not like I'm on CBS over nope, here. Definitely not shit. <laughs> and Shift is in hey, all Hey, William Peterson, clean it up over there. <laughs> it's in all caps. So it's need for speed. Yeah. Shift! shift. <laughs> uh, like the Nissan ads. Um, <laughs> but no no period at the end. Right. Um, and so this is going to be a first-person racing simulation for PS3, 360, PSP, and PC. And that's being done by Slightly Mad Studios, yep, which they is did, a, uh, GT Legends and GTR yeah, 2. So they, they it's, have it's people that worked on those games. They're not the same developers. Oh, it's, it's same not the same. Oh, okay. So they're, I believe they're new. Right. Uh, and they're working on some Ferrari game previous to this, but now they're, they're so they're some people with pedigree those. with like kind of the hardcore racing sim stuff. Yeah, and the shot they released is basically like full on car cockpit render. Oh, um, so it seems like they're going to go in that direction, mm. and that's going to be the one that's going to be on like con- that's going to be like the the 360 PS3 like big console version. Interesting. Which I would just like to say right, that's bad. It's a shift, man. They're shifting the yeah. focus. Um. And we have Need for Speed Nitro. Nitro. That that's a working more, title. That's more like the Need and this for Speed. Uh, this is for Wii and DS. Oh. And I, I don't... It's EA Montreal doing it. I don't understand why the PSP is not lumped in with this one instead of the other one. Yeah. This seems like... Maybe it's a deal with Like Nintendo. the PSP kind of is the odd duck in the, the platform listings for shift. 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 Like you shift a car into Shifting. a different gear. There are oh. gears in a car. Yeah. Oh. And also it marks a shift... In tonality for the Need for yeah. Speed series, heretofore up to this point, it has not been a racing simulation. Definitely did not say penis. corner office for that one. Thank you. <laughs> shift. Um, it's a shift. It's a shift. So Nitro will be like your arcadey, like Wii DS, like that. That to me, this one sounds the most like classic Need for Speed. And by classic, I mean the Need for Speeds that no one's been playing for the past few years. Watch out for the cops. Watch out for the cops. Yeah, they love cops. Licensed cars, uh, there's cops, there's drifting, there's drag racing. Uh, a fresh and unique visual style. Uh, which means go-karts. Which means super deformed cars. Uh, and then we have know. Need for Speed World Online, which is wow. uh, going to be some sort of... Uh, it's Motor City Online, too. This is uh, Black Box in EA Singapore. Um, and this will be a play-for-free game, which I guess is kind of like the Battlefield Heroes stuff that mm. they're, they're doing. And that it'll be in beta for the rest of uh, our natural lives. Oh, hey now. What? Hey. <laughs> Battlefield Heroes has been in beta since like 1977. Hey. <laughs> it was it, like they, yeah. They had just, like they just decided they wanted lightsabers in it. <laughs> um, but I, I also, uh, I... I see a lot of potential in Battlefield Heroes, so hopefully that applies yeah. here as well. Need for Speed, whoa. 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 Yes. NFS, whoa. And that'll be like their, yeah, like play for free, big online weird thing. And, uh, you know, you can tell they're serious about making it a play for free multiplayer game because it's being developed in Singapore. Yeah. That's that's your hot tip right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, also Keith Monroe from from EA, VP of Marketing, also says that He says maybe, the black box is it's like working on a fourth, on, a, on an action-driving game. Need for Speed. That I mean, black box has done all the previous Need for Speed games. Like, I don't, you know, they're not going to break out the, them out of that yet. So uh, that, uh, that, to me, says there is a fourth stealth. Need go for big speed. or go home, baby. Yeah, like in the face of adversity, in the face of like, well... We walk away from this huge driving license. They said, nope, 
We're not going to double down. They We're asked, not even going to triple down. They, they asked everybody what they what kind of builds they have in their desk. I've got this online game we worked on for about a year. Yeah. Done. Put that one on fast in production track. Now. It's the yep. equivalent of taking like the entire stack of chips and pushing it into the middle and going, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> what has anybody been working on the last five? I got this sim game we thought about. Great. Push Good. it. Green forward. light. Yep. It's <laughs> happening now. Get somebody on the phone. We can make it. Yeah, Singapore. What the hell are those guys doing? Well, I didn't even know we had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Has anyone checked in on those guys in a while? <laughs> like it's kind of awesome that, that they're just going for broke on it, and like we're gonna go in as many different directions as possible. And god damn it, one of these games is gonna stick. <laughs> we're gonna figure out what the hell to do with Need for Speed. Yeah, it and it, it kills it's, us. it's potentially like you know, like Need for Speed Shift sounds like a game that I most definitely do not want to play. Um, just it's you know, if they're if they're sitting there saying it's gonna be a hardcore racing simulation, then I you can show me the door. I mean, you kind of like Forza though, right? That, that is not – they yes, but I don't think Forza is – I think they're talking like going beyond that into the sim bin ridiculous. Like, I mean, uh, they're doing full weird cockpit views. And like you're, Papyrus you know, style? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, like that like that sort like of Like a manual like, that's, like, that's bigger almost, than the box? That's sort of what this is sounding like to me. I don't know. Do if it ends up being more like Forza, then great. It's 2009. You can't – and EA especially is not going to put – out that game. Right, but okay, so it'll, it'll, ha- it'll have there's a softer a, There's edge a very fine it. line between Forza and Gran Turismo. Sure. If they're closer to Forza, I'm in. If they're closer to Gran Turismo, I am not. <laughs> so, like, there's a very real possibility that I will get absolutely nothing out of this game and, and you know, whatever. That, that's fine. Obviously, you know, the ones that they aimed at the stuff I liked about Need for Speed were not so great either. What what is that distinction between Forza and Gran Turismo? Like I, I know nothing. I th- you know, Forza. I mean, in, in I a lot of ways, Forza thing. was about the the just the racing line. the The dynamic racing line worked better. Okay. Um, and just the the driving models in Forza, the assists and stuff like that, like just made it more approachable. Uh, with Gran Turismo, I'm still spinning out around corners like an idiot. And Gran Forza, Tur- I'm actually all right. Gran Turismo. Up until the latest one, didn't even have car damage, right? Still doesn't. Still doesn't oh, have car still damage. Doesn't? Yeah, okay. no. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's that little argument about uh, uh, Gran Turismo isn't a racing game; it's a driving game. Yeah, it's you know the the AI is not really interested in being you realistic. Or, it's yeah. just you know they're going to hit their lines and they're kind of scenery for you to drive around while while you drive around. But so I feel like there's room on consoles for this style of game because if they went ultra hardcore because no one's really doing it. Like Race Pro, like Atari's doing Race Pro, which looks like it'll it'll be that kind of crazy. So, you know, they could fill in like a pretty good gap because Gran Turismo 5 or 6 or whatever they're going to end up calling it by the time it finally comes out is not <laughs> coming out anytime soon. So, you know, that type of game on the PS3 I think could do really well. You know, there aren't a ton of them on the 360 either. You know, Forza 3 is going to happen. Um, but, you know, yeah. that doesn't mean that there couldn't be a second or a third or, or whatever with, with, like, Race Pro and, and whatever else out there. So, why not? Well, like, what would take the spot of the arcade racer? Burnout. I think that's... Maybe folk- they still have their secret fourth game. Or, yeah, or the secret fourth game, which they describe as an action driving game, which to me says cops. Which to me says Razor's Revenge. Which to me says, yeah, exactly. There you go. Black Box. <laughs> that is a effing great subtitle for a Need for Speed game, by the way. Thank you. Need for Speed. Razor's Revenge? Yeah. Or Need for Speed Most Wanted 2, Razor's Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's split that off from the main series. That is its own sub series. Need for Speed Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> yeah. You just want to see that double R spinning around in the logo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see the. I want to see all of the artist mock-ups for what the R's will look like because yeah. you have to fast with like a lightning bolt at the end. 
Because the two R's have to be the same, but they have to be super stylized. They have uh, to be a different font. It'll be from, like offset. And then yeah. you play as Paul Walker, and he comes on and says, A lot has changed. <laughs> Mia. Mia, a lot has changed since so I became a cop. And I wonder back if my of the father day. is in there. <sighs> Been bounced to the highway patrol. God. While we're on the topic of uh, electronic arts, uh, they uh, announced uh, some stuff about the next Madden recently. Uh huh. Madden NFL <laughs> 10. The 10th Madden? The, the, it's the 10th Madden game. 10th year anniversary. Yeah, 10 year anniversary of Madden. Wow, Madden it really 10. been a decade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is Madden, what what you apes might call Madden 2010. Yeah. But Electronic Arts has evolved. They said, listen, we're, we know you're not confusing it with 1910. That's a long time ago. No, no instead I'm confusing it with the 10th game in I the know, series. Yeah. When you say 10, it doesn't sound, that doesn't like, sound a like a year. year. Does, 09 is a year because it, it wouldn't have the O there if it wasn't. Does it really matter? Well, it matters. Yes. I think you should just be honest. No, I mean, does it really matter if it's the 10th game or not? Sure. Like, yeah. what's, what, how does that? How is that relevant? It sounds stupid. Because they, they need to just come clean and say, yes, this is Madden. This is the 2010th game we've made of Madden. <laughs> Some of them exactly. were rental only. We that was, yeah, it was last year's the, the 2009th version they Actually, made? I no. think it was. No, it was the 09th. <laughs> if you count all what the consoles. Put, what if they put in an apostrophe? What if they, it's yes, Madden NFL apostrophe 10. At the very least, they have yeah. to do that. At the very least. But they don't. They, they, they really, do not use an apostrophe. There's something really clean to me about just Madden NFL 10. I Are like they putting it. an X there? I like it. should no. be an X. That would be, that would be even better. If it was NFL X and you played in space. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 2000 XX. Yes. John Madden has been frozen on the surface of the earth. He's already a hologram. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's already not, he's already not real. But this, but this addresses a very real issue that we all face as society: is you know what the fuck do we what call years when? next year? 2010, yep. just like we did when we were writing sci-fi 60 years ago. Yeah, In the far-flung future of 2010. It's gonna be 20x. There's gonna be a bunch of kids using 20x. What? No. Yep. Don't be crazy. I'm telling you. You but, we- that, but see, that's not. That, that don't you speak the web language? X. The problem is that that doesn't sustain. <laughs> like, like after two thousand one, we all just started saying like o two, o three, o four. So that that sustained for pretty much the rest of the decade. Now we're coming up on a new decade. That's because two thousand one also a big sci fi year. Sure, sure. So you adopted that. So so why can't we just say o ten? Well, yeah, that that was my suggestion. That works. I would rather say 10. That is like if Midway was still making Blitz on an annual basis, that's what they would have is 010. <laughs> I, I'd rather, I'd, I'd prefer 2010. Uh, yeah, yeah that, 2010. that's the best. No, 2010 is too far in the future. We will never get this. It is an imaginary <laughs> year. <laughs> it will never arrive. It's here it's and next, there are no flying cars. Nope. T- 2010. Next year. I, I, th- I think we cannot go back to referring to years as two-digit numbers until we get to the 30s. Think so? <laughs> Back in 33. Like, that sounds right. Back in 27, no. that but doesn't again, sound that right doesn't at sound all. right to your old mind. The future decides how things are said, the, and the kids today can deal with 10. And, they, and they're the ones who are going to write the history. When we get, by the time we get to the 30s, though, I will be old enough to be in a position of power. <laughs> or dead. Or from the robot apocalypse. Which is the ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Madden NFL 10, I guess there's some stuff about it. It does sound weird. I think like I was agreeing with you before, but now every time you say it, it does sound weird. Well, I mean, you know, like run down the line. Tiger Woods PGA Tour Golf 10. No. FIFA 10. No. That ten. sounds horrible. NHL 10. <laughs> 10 times the power. Oh. Esports Tennis 10. 
It doesn't say what it means is the biggest problem. Yeah, like the, it's unclear if what the fuck they're talking about. How about they call it year 10? That'd be kind of cool. Madden year 10. Actually, that sounds like the 10th game too. Yeah, that's more. He sounds yeah, even more definitively yeah, like yeah. there's no confusing that with the other thing. I'm more curious what happens when Madden, God forbid, passes away. That's they're, they're still Madden. They're still going to keep calling that You think Madden. they'll still call it Madden? Absolutely. You don't think they'll still have Madden in it? Uh, y- yeah. Mm, no. Because Madden wasn't even doing, like, play he calling. Doesn't, he doesn't do commentary Commentary anymore. on it anymore. Or, yeah, yeah, he doesn't do, even, in, yeah. So it'll be a Madden game with absolutely no Madden in it? I think there'll be a photo they of just released Merv Griffith fucking crosswords. Oh, they, <laughs> they could do, they could do, they can have Madden in it, like, ten years from now. I'm saying, like, the year after he passes away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I maybe they won't absolute, have it in I it, think but absolutely, will... like, on the, the, the loading screens, you fade up a picture of Madden and say, in memory of. Yeah, it'll be some big tribute like, edition. Yeah. yeah. Totally. The, the coffin and, edition? Yeah, it comes in a coffin. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> comes in a coffin that's shaped, shaped like, like a the bus. Madden cruiser. <laughs> yeah. With the turducken. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, bad people, gentlemen. Uh, uh, procedural awareness. Procedural being awareness. The big feature in Madden NFL 10. Really? What does that mean? I don't know. It means football will Dude, be better. Uh, man, this sucks because the last time you just said Madden NFL 10, it, I got used to it. It sounded okay to me. Madden NFL Wii. There you go. <laughs> Learn to evolve your uh, chimp brains to deal with two digits. D- don't be like the computers from 1999 that didn't know what the year 2000 meant. Yep. There weren't any of those. Figure Come it on. out. I'm going for style over substance. I want something that sounds better. Yeah, yeah then I, you I are, totally agree with you. Then... You're going the wrong way. Style over substance is exactly what the future's like about, 11, which is why 12. 10. No, 10. There's no style to 10. It's pure style because it's useless. That's so you, what so makes just, it style. So you just admitted that there is no inherent meaning in that. Yes. 2010's got style. I'm, but I'm saying that the future, is, the future is meaningless. Uh, but That's you, the point. If you do put 2010 on it, you have to have like cyber football. It's robot. Yeah. It's not Madden anymore. I, it's, that's the old-timey thinking, man. Got to catch up. Retrofuturism is coming back in a big way. <laughs> Everyone is watching the Jetsons. <laughs> Procedural awareness. Procedural awareness. <laughs> if my guy falls, one more EA story here. Uh, yesterday, they announced uh, that they've got they've cooked up a deal with Ludlam Entertainment, uh, the people who brought you Jason Bourne, uh, and they're working on a uh, exclusive worldwide multi-year deal to make games based on uh, Robert Ludlam's stuff. Uh, they're already working on something with uh, Starbreeze, the guys who did uh, yeah. Chronicles of Riddick and uh, The Darkness. So they do stuff in the first person, and they do stuff with licenses. So expect a Jason Bourne game played from the first person from Starbreeze. Well, you don't know that for sure. I don't, but I'm saying expect it. But that, it's such a character-driven thing. Yeah. Like, it would be really weird to never see that character. All right. Unless you they... Put, you want to put down some money? You, you see Vin Diesel in, in Riddick. Yeah, I guess like once a while. You want to put down some money? You know what? You know what? I bet it'll depend on if they get Matt Damon. They won't get Matt Damon. You don't think so? No. I, think, I really think they should try. I, th- I I don't disagree. I'm not sure that, you know, Vivendi didn't try. Oh, they did. I, I, yeah. Like they, he I said think they approached like him. It, he right? said he, he just Too didn't violent, want to do man. it. Well, he had yeah. some idea about a crazy, like, strategy game or something of, of what he did, his vision of what a Jason Bourne <laughs> game would be. Like, no, you're going to stab pens into dude's hands like you did in the movies. And he's like, ah, I don't. Was that really his objection to the game? Like, yeah, yeah, he wanted like some kind of like adventure game, like yeah. classic adventure wow. game or something, which I, you know. Point and click board game would be awesome. That'd be pretty badass. Just click on a pencil and <laughs> use pencil on dude. Yeah. 
I don't know how to kill this last guy. You got to flip the switch to make the alarm go off, and then when the guy walks over to turn off the alarm, he puts his hand down, and then you have to use pencil on hand while it's on the table. You stick him to the table. Then you open up the clock and you go down to the lab, and that's where the meteor is. So I'm pretty excited about this because I like the I like the Jason Bourne movies, the first one especially. I actually thought Bourne Conspiracy wasn't. Terrible. It was just kind of short and a little repetitive, but uh, and and I thought it was weird that they you know made this game that looked exactly like the movie, and then all along like did the wink and nod thing of like it's based on the books. Well, like th- doesn't this all like blow your mind? Is it, Starbreeze is owned by Vin Diesel, right? Like it's his company. No, no, no. He has that's nothing Tiger oh, company oh, at all. Tiger. Yeah, this has nothing oh, to do with okay. Vin Diesel. Okay, it's just Vin Diesel is looking for a job. Although maybe you have Vin Diesel as Jason Bourne. Think about it. so. What, what's Tygon doing? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, they're kind of. Um, Wheelman. I, I don't really know how to explain what they do. Like they don't develop games per se. They like, develop concepts for games. Yeah, I mean it's more of like a biz dev kind of umbrella. So they like work company. with Starbreeze. Yeah, like they basically yeah. con- contract and like with Midway on on the Wheelman. Okay. Yeah, they they basically kind of farm out Vin Diesel properties to developers to make games out of. So. Okay. All those hot Vin Diesel properties. Yeah, well, you know like what? The Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, well, whatever, man. They, Babylon they, AD. They, they, they spun straw into gold on that. Knock one. around guys. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> That's a Vin Diesel movie. These outfits. That, no, that was one that had, uh, like, Barry Pepper was in that, and this Seth Green, and... Sounds like you're naming 30s Wait, which one? Bands. Knock Around Guys. <laughs> mm, no idea. Yeah, I went and saw the Barry Peppers last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Knock Around Guys with their hit, Sweet Sharona. <laughs> uh, lead singer Barry Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this, the, the development here. Is but, this Project Red Lime? I don't know. They didn't say anything about Red Lime. Yeah. Well, did, um, was was it ever surmised who's developing Red Lime? Whatever. Starbreeze. Oh, that, so that was known. Yeah. Maybe maybe so. Then Starbreeze making some news. But on the other hand, I mean, wouldn't they have to ink this deal before they could even get started on something like that? No, because they're already at work on this. I think I think they inked the deal a while ago. I think they're just announcing oh, the just deal. Now, okay. Yeah. Is there another movie coming? Out? Are they done with? the They movies? are doing a fourth uh, Born movie. Cool. Oh, wow. is, is is the word? Not, not that they're they related at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, these are based on the books. On the books. Which is why he's dressed exactly the same as Matt Damon was in the movie, and the camera angles all look the same. It's described <laughs> in the books, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think they they push it that far. Well, it's not. They, it's they not like it's not like far. the Lord of the Rings games where there was the the ones that are based on the books and the ones that are based on the movies. I think this is and like the art design and the ones based on the books is all like a shameless ripoff of. The movie's art design. I think you know they have full access to all the the movie stuff. It's just a matter of because the you know plot of the movies are different from the plots of the books, right? To to a certain degree. And the plot so, of the game is pretty much the book. Uh, you know, I don't know. Okay, uh, I have no idea. I but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, just they couldn't get Matt Damon. They should so get Matt Damon. They should do. They should figure I, I out agree. a way to get Matt Damon in there. That would be good. Just do it. They should Maybe. do it. Like, well, they're they're because then, then after that they have a relationship for the rounders game that they should make. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, because your poker is so man. hot right now. It wouldn't be a poker game. It would be an action RPG. You're just moving the chess pieces around. <laughs> it's your answer for everything. <laughs> So, but yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, the Ludlum people, though, maybe they can get Jason or get uh, Matt Damon because they are not, not they are not afraid to uh, to throw down as they did in uh, talking to Variety, <laughs> yeah, about yeah, all yeah. of this deal. So, so what happened was they they were hooked up with Vivendi and they made the Born Conspiracy with them, and then Vivendi, um, you know, got into their whole Activision merger thing, and you know they were shedding a lot of properties. And one of the things that they uh, got rid of was uh, the the Bourne. You know, they've got James Bond. They don't really need the other kind of spy action series to cut into that. So, especially with all the mess Matt Damon has talked about Bond over the years. Indeed. 
So they said, uh, here, you can have this back, Let Alone Entertainment. And at the time, uh, uh, Jeffrey Weiner, from, from, he's the CEO of Let Alone Entertainment, said, you know, our colleagues at Vivendi Games did a tremendous job of capturing the spirit and allure of Robert Ludlum's writing with The Born Conspiracy. Mm. Very gracious, very nice. Pleasant. But then, like yesterday, talking to Variety about all of this stuff and kind of the, his statement that both sums up how he feels about uh, having worked with uh, Vivendi and getting to work with EA now, he's, he says that we're dealing with grown-ups now. Oh, which, man. Snap. Which Come kind on. of, yeah, it's a little that's a little rough. That's a little, it's a little, but. Hey. Why does he have to bring the age into it? I mean, <laughs> so seriously. ageist. Yeah. A bunch of babies over at Vivendi. <laughs> you know, for 14-year-olds, they made a hell of a born conspiracy. <laughs> but so, now we're uh, working with grown-ups, and it's great. No yeah. nap time. No, yeah. no word specifically on, like, what bit of the born fiction that this Starbreeze game is going to be based on, whether it will be for this new fourth movie, or if it'll... Born X. Sum up these... Well, there's a... Born 10. My, my understanding is that there's a ton of born books. It's not just three born books, so... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Born 10 is actually a crossover between the Born Conspiracy and Ben 10. That's coming out uh, next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. No, it's coming out this year to promote the 10th the tenth season of Born. No, no, it's just... It's the 2010 season. The 2009-2010 season. <laughs> there you go, 2010. We'll call it that. Happy? Extend it out as far as it possibly can. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> yeah. 2010. 20 aught 10. Mm. Aughts. The aughts. Gonna, gonna miss extra, the odds. Insert an extra ought into there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's gonna do it for news. Yeah, so we're that's done right for news. If that's you, it for news. Say so, sure. I do. I do say so. Uh, those, those are some of the hot, important stories. Of oh wait, no, one more, one more. I'm sorry. God Whoa. damn it! I believed you. I know. <sighs> I'm indecisive that way. I'm all, I'm all mixed up. Uh, avatars. That's something that oh, yeah. uh, that Rare did for the that they worked on for the the new Xbox experience. And uh, I guess they're talking the current, current Xbox experience. <laughs> yes, CXE. Yeah, should we just retire that phrase? I think we point? have to. It is, it is the dashboard. It's just the dashboard, right? We I think we have. I think we have a year. Really? Where we can still call it new? Yeah, oh, kind of uh, like how you know when after the Xbox 360 came out, people were still were still talking about the next generation video game consoles. It's like yeah, you, you kind of so. got to get everyone caught up to a point before know. you stop. So stop it, using that. You stop in ten. Yeah, we can stop in 10. Okay. 10 minutes? 10 minutes? No, no. 10 seconds? No, next year in 10. 10th console. Yep. I'm so confused. (laughs) So they're saying that there's going to be, or at least there's the potential for there being achievement-associated stuff for your avatar. So you could, you know, achieve something in uh, in an Xbox 360 game and then get some cool gear for your fake guy. Thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, it could bestow some clothes on you. You know, some clothes and accessories for it doesn't necessarily it doesn't they don't really make the jump and say that it's directly tied to you get this achievement and these clothes come with it. It sounds more like that they could just have hooks in the game that unlock. Oh, like you loaded up the game on your profile and now you and now you have these clothes or, or, you know, you beat the game and now you have this uh, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds really good. Rare says that they're talking to like multiple partners who want to get involved in this sort of thing. So let's see what games end up using it. But uh I mean, it's like picture packs and stuff, right? It's like yeah. a logical extension of the Kinda, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. profile picture. I think it's it's really cool because it's – like the thing with achievement points is they've been running for you know uh, some years now. So some people have a lot of them. So if you go out and buy an Xbox 360 tomorrow, you're going to have to be out of your damn mind if you want to just like – 
compete with any of these people. Or, you know, it's like there's people that have over 200,000 achievement points yeah, now, I think. I, I, like, here I am getting excited that I'm about to hit 20. Like, Right. Yeah. It's like I have almost 72,000, and that's, you know, it's like cool. I got like 63, 64. So give me another way to show off my game exactly. prowess. Well, not, Instead, it's like, you know, I did this really tough thing, exactly. and I have this clothing to prove it. You not, know, Not only is it just a raw point tally, but it's game-specific, and right. per- perhaps even, like, you know, like, feat-specific. Right. You know, like, like, exactly like you said, you know, like, this one particular boss is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. So if they if they use that to kind of incentivize that stuff with with you know bonus clothing, and then when people see your avatar wearing that stuff, they'll be like, "Oh, dude, that guy is serious." And this maintains their kind of stance on avatar stuff of not charging for it. Yeah, which, which I am shocked. Which at. surprising, yeah, totally. Like the like, like the cynic and all of us expected them to just well, do cynic nothing more like realist. I mean, they've been charging what two three dollars for collections. A, a realist of, like, is just what a cynic calls themselves. Uh, all right. But anyway, like picture packs, like gamer pictures have been, I mean, what are those, like 80 by 80 little JPEGs? Yeah. And they charge like what, you know, three two, bucks, two, like three two, dollars two for bucks, like four bucks, of those yeah. that you could make in 30 seconds Photoshop? Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, I expected them to monetize every aspect of avatars. But. Well, how long do you think until it's a pre-order bonus to get the piece of clothing when you buy the game? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll totally happen. Like immediately? It may, may not be the first example, but I'm sure it'll be one of the early ones. Which I'm fine with. And, you know, that's if if they want to have kind of the attachment of virtual goods as pre-order bonuses is has definitely usurped the cloth map or, or yeah. whatever. Well, like maybe it'll be one of those things like um, the map pack that came with Gears of War 2 where it's like on the disc. You have the one-time code to put in to attach that piece of clothing to your avatar. Right. And so you can't get it on the, the resale. You know, you can't get it on the used game thing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, they could do that. It's like Another one, way one to... more way to stop used dudes from doing used stuff. We've got a, a story up about this and a list of uh, some of our dream picks, so go check that out. Now that is the end of news. Ding-ding. Already. Ba-dum-bum. Achievement unlocked. Finish the news. news. Finish the news segment. How are you guys doing? Do we need a break? We feeling I'm, good? Uh, we rocking it? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. New releases. Let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. Are there any? Yes, there are. Right. Burnout Paradise Ultimate Box for mm-hmm. the PC comes yeah. out this week. So is that the first PC release of the game yep. ever? Yeah. It's, it never yeah. did come out before. No. Huh? I, don't I, think, I, don't, I don't know that any Burnout game ever Yeah, this is the first has. Burnout for PC, period. I played it on all. my keyboard. Yeah. That's the one that's got like the multi-screen support. Yeah, three monitors. It's a oh, lot of Burnout. Geez. It's a weird yeah. thing to see in a racing game that's not a hardcore sim. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. That's cool. how Criterion get down, man. Cool. Yeah, that's, I'm not complaining. Not at all. Uh, Tenchu Shadow Assassin for the Nintendo Wii. Uh, I believe that's straight up ninja action. Remember when Tenchu was good, Jeff? Barely. Uh, Barely. uh, And it's funny that you say that because I was just about to say that. (laughs) Uh, And it was Tenchu 1 and Tenchu 2. Yeah. Rygar, the Battle of Argus. This was supposed to come out last week. Supposed Mm. to come out last year. And... Now it's on the release calendar for this week. I'm kind of we, just, we just got a release in our inbox. Yes, we did. We got an official it. thing saying, it oh, is for reals. Out, finally. For serials, guys. <laughs> Super serial. Uh, have you guys played that at all? I played it when it was a PS2 game called Rygar. So, I mean, how much is it the PS2 game? Like, I thought it was just a straight port. I within, haven't touched it, so like, I don't know. I, I don't then know then I've been hearing things like some parts of it are redone. All I know is that the dude looks completely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they redesigned okay. Rygar. Yeah, oh, okay. Rygar. Oh, Rygar. I remember is Ligar in this one? <laughs> oh. No, but Figar is. What? 
think about the it. crossover to end all crossovers. <laughs> Rygar versus Figar. Who will win? Figar. Figar. N- nobody. <laughs> nobody. I don't wins. care how many like little you know pips you have to cast attack and assail. Figar <laughs> can breathe fire. <laughs> He's a dragon, kind of. They should just have released NES Rygar on the virtual console <laughs> instead of whatever this thing is. Uh, and Karnov. Yes. Dude, Rygar was crazy back in the day. Dude, I know. Like, that game's insane. It's awesome. It's so... It's like, it's side-scrolling, and it's overhead, and and you level up. Yeah, and you level up, and it's kind of weird, hard. Dude, I have this this memory of... It's very young, playing Rygar with my older brother. I think we must have gotten it, borrowed it, did something. Yeah. Uh, Him wrapping the controller cord around his neck Uh and yanking the system off, and the thing popped up, and just the screen flashing, and we're just... (laughs) Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're it, not getting back up to that last stage where it was like the harpies. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Like once you get the like all the stuff and you get up into the sky, like it's messed up. Yeah, I and, never finished that game. And then the thing was popping up and that was it. That was the last we ever touched Rygar. <laughs> <laughs> Take that out. Yeah, was, we're was done. There, man, I can't remember. Was there any kind of save whatsoever? No, no, no. No password, no, no. anything. Like, you just no. turn it on and start yep. fresh, right? You turn it on and play some Rygar. Dude. Nice <laughs> game. If you, like, you can make that game really easy if you just spend like 20 minutes at the beginning of the game That's ducking and attacking. Totally did. Yeah, yeah, to to like level up all the way. I yeah. wasn't smart enough back then to. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I finished it a few times without doing that before realizing that you could. So. I did not have the internet or yeah, exactly <laughs> or friends who were playing Rygar. Korg DS10 for the Nintendo DS, a fake synthesizer keyboard for your for your DS. Wait, that finally out, out in the US. Yes. Finally on the oh, US. Okay. It's been out in Japan for a while in oh. Europe. Yeah, Maybe. tough to localize those sounds. Indeed, it's true. Yeah. Well, it's tough to justify such a weird release. Well, now the keys go left to right instead of right to left. So, <laughs> R-Type Dimensions is our Xbox Live Arcade release this week. Fifteen hundred points for sixteen hundred points. I'm sorry, no, uh, twelve hundred points. Twelve hundred points. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen hundred cents. Thank you. Yes, fifteen hundred cents is what I meant. Um, I I don't know. Until you crushed my hopes and dreams yesterday, I thought that looked pretty cool. I think it and looks then, pretty cool too. You, and but you seem to not have liked it at E three so much. It's fifteen dollars. I think that yeah, I could see that. Being Can't you play in the arcade or, cabinet? Like the the trailer, yeah, it shows like weird arcade cabinet stuff, and like it, it's got a, a bunch of different weird view modes. Like it, it seems like it's a really cool version of R type and R type two. I mean, they added two but, player. Online, but for yeah, it seems like something that should be free in Animal Crossing. I mean, I have to admit, (laughs) you know, I have to admit after the the Bionic Commander rearmed precedent that yeah, ten dollars yeah does seem a little more fair, but fifty yeah, fifteen just seems way extreme. I don't know. Agreed, and I was never that big of a. I liked R Type Final. Yeah, I was was never like a huge R Type guy back in the day, so it's it's I don't have the nostalgia working for me. What was the first R Type on the SNES? Uh, three R-type, super R type or four. Super R-type. Okay. I remember seeing a picture of that in Nintendo Power. Three, four. Look at the, the weird look ass, at the axle, weird ass, axle, gigantic axle, phallic yeah. space worms yeah. flying around and everything. Oh, look, that's yeah. a graphic. That was a weird. Series. I was busy playing UN Squadron. <laughs> now that's a shooter. Yeah, without two player. All right, pack your bags, right. kids. We're going to WeWear Town. Okay. All right. Ready for the best part of the new releases? Two WeWear releases this week, gents. Mm-hmm. First off is Snowboard Riot uh-huh. from Hudson Entertainment. One to four players, E for everyone, 1,000 Wii points. Is that the snowboards get real mad because the cop beat up one of their snowboard friends and they just destroy No, LA? it's actually just set during the L.A. riots and you have to steal as many snowboards as you can. <laughs> so- can, you, can you use like the leverage of snowboards to flip over uh, cop cars? Yep. 
That's Great. exactly. Right. I, in fact, I'm not even going to read the description now because you just <laughs> it, it, are, you described it perfectly. Are mommy and daddy in this one? <laughs> Billy and they return for snowboarding sis, riding. Sis. <laughs> pep pep. This snowboard racing and battle game can be enjoyed by multiple players and is compatible with the Wii Balance Board accessory. In an intense scramble for first place, guide your character down the slopes while snatching up items to attack and defend against rivals along the way. Up to four can... Up to four players can battle and participate in various ranking modes via Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. So it's Mario Kart, but downhill. With the balance board. With the balance board. Is the I an exclamation point in Riot? No. Oh, Missed opportunity. Yeah. Not even any like weird casing. It's just snowboard riot. Yeah. Uh, other game this week is LONPOS. L O N P O S. All caps. I thought it was like when you color Easter eggs out front. <laughs> and then throw them up into the air on your lawn yeah. and hope somebody doesn't get hit in the head with one and die. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a puzzle game that anyone can play but still offers plenty to master? Always. No. I'd wake up every morning thinking about that. Othello? That's all I can all I can imagine, really. Look no further than Lawn Poss with its straightforward premise and large variety of puzzles to solve. Each puzzle revolves around a rectangular playing field of 55 spaces. Use a set of 12 pieces. The goal is to place every piece into the playing field, filling it completely. Sounds like uh, Dedalian Opus for the uh, the Game Boy. Never played that. Uh, it's so yeah. You just have a weird shaped field, like it's not a square. It's like it's got weird jagged edges to it. Uh-huh. And then you are given a bunch of like weird shaped, just kind of polygonal shapes, and you have to like fit them. It's basically a jigsaw puzzle. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. I was thinking more like an Othello board that. So I was I was thinking like is this going to be like the weird queens puzzle in Professor Layton? We got the like the, set all the queens down in a way that they can't capture each other. I thought that all the pieces would be the same size, not, mm. not that it would be some <clears throat> weird spatial. It sounds like a, is this an based? I off believe of an you know what game? I believe so. I don't I don't know. Hey, we're making it up. Uh, that's that's my deduction of what that is. I don't know if it's what it's based on or anything. I, it's I've based off the book. Of, never heard of Lon Poss. Hayanko Alien or whatever. <laughs> is uh is Matt Damon in it? But it will uh support uh, downloadable uh, puzzles and backgrounds. Thank God. And our virtual console release this week is Sonic Chaos for the Sega Master System. Which what was that? What? I don't remember. Another Sonic the Hedgehog game for the Master System. Really? Like straight up side scrolling Sonic? Yeah. Not like Sonic Pinball or no. Sonic Puzzle game. No. no. Weird. There were a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog games that they did for like Game Gear and Master System oh, that man, no man. one played. Dude, yeah, obviously. <laughs> the Game Gear ones are terrible. Game Gear, I don't I, I mean the Master got the System impression. ones aren't like all that I, I was I was under the impression Game Gear's not that good in general. Yeah, it's good kinda, on there was a Fantasy Star. It was like Fantasy Star Adventure. The screen was just crummy. Like that, if you look at it now, like just the dimensions of it were weird. Is that Sailor Moon game? Like it, it wasn't quite a proper like four by three. Hmm. So it was just green dog. But it was color, <laughs> brother. It was color and backlit. That's right. Yeah. What dogs can't see a Game Boy? <laughs> 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 so everything looks like a Game Boy to a dog. <laughs> uh, I heard, heard that thing just like devoured batteries. Oh like, yeah, like six double A's in two hours. Or some crazy. It was a Nomad. I th- well, the, the nomad, nomad was worse, but yeah. Well, when did the Lynx come out? Was that way that was around the same time oh, as the Game time. Gear? Yeah. 
the Lynx was the color handheld to have. I, I always oh, loved sure. how there were two oh, California Lynxes. games. Oh yeah, like uh, remember how there was a Lynx and then there was another Lynx that, yeah. and didn't they play the same games? Yeah, they did. It was the difference was that the the Lynx two was a lot smaller. Like the original Lynx was like long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like it was like, 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 like dude, I loved that. Like I loved submarine how sandwich. How <laughs> weirdly long that thing was because like you had to open up this trap door to put the cartridges in the the little cards. Hold it one way, or you could flip it around. There was like a left-handed mode for idiots, and I'm left-handed. Think about that. Um, you love the links. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, dude. So yeah, someone someone wrote in. Uh, <clears throat> not to get into mail early, but that's right. I was just about to say email. So let me just say it. Uh, emails. Giant uh, bombcast. Giantbomb.com is the address. Someone wrote in and said, "I hear Killzone Two doesn't have a left-handed control option to little let you move with the left stick and aim with the right. Oh. Or, or I'm sorry, the other way around. Move with the." Move, yeah, with the right move with the right stick, aim with, with the left. To which I said, I, 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 to which I did not reply, but then because I hadn't played it yet, but instead said, are you high? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm left-handed, but I don't understand why people would ever play the game like that. Well, has any game, any shooter ever had that? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Plenty of them do. Really? Like, you can remap the sticks. and, and Oh, like, just do it I guess actually, I guess in, in Killzone, I think the issue is that you can remap the sticks, but the mm. jump and reload buttons don't map over to the D-pad or something, so it's like it's not a fully reversed hmm. controls game, which I, so I cannot help you. Deal with it. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's never as simple as, like, the guitar here, lefty flip. You just, right. like, set a toggle. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the links let you do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think even the the links two still uh, still may have had. No, no, it didn't. It did not have it like a second. <laughs> no, yeah, it was because it just needed a second set of buttons because it was whether you had the D pad on the left or right. But I, I think they might have gotten rid of that. Was there also some nonsense you could play it like vertically or something? Yeah, some games like Gauntlet. There was like this really ridiculous version of Gauntlet that you could play like six player like over like links up or whatever they called it. Uh, and it was like you would. It was like based on. It was almost like based on Dandy, like the original like not Gauntlet game. Oh right, where it had, you had bombs and stuff like that. And you're like, what? Do you, what? This isn't Gauntlet at all. <laughs> so would two people play on the same links? No, no, no. Oh. You would you would connect them together. Comlinks. That's what it was called. Comlinks. That's pretty good. I yeah. like that. Um, I that. With the Y also. Yeah. The, Man, yeah. remember when you had to use cables to hook handhelds yeah. up? I know. Being able to hook up more than two handhelds together, holy crap. Well, that was the Lynx, man. The Lynx was, you know, existed in the future. You didn't have to get some weird, uh, like, four-player router like you did for the Game Boy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that stuff just worked. Um, California Games for the Lynx is awesome. You know what else? <laughs> Chips Challenge. You know what else? Crystal Mines too. <laughs> I'll play some Chips Challenge. That pinball game, it was like a, it was arcade pinball games. It had that weird, that cop one, and also the Elvira pinball machine, and they, they poured those pinball machines to the Lynx. That was pretty good. So did you have a Jaguar? Shanghai. Yeah, I have a Jaguar. Oh, wow. I have a Jaguar. Really? <clears throat> I have Ryan's Jaguar. Oh. Which was uh, Joe Fielder's Jaguar. It's, it's, it's been in the cardboard box that you gave it to me in, in my closet ever since. And, yeah. I, and I never took it out of that cardboard box that it was given to me from Joe Fielder. <laughs> so. Jaguar is making the Good. rounds. That, so it's, that Jaguar. This is like the copy of Eat the Rich I borrowed from Joe Fielder and kept for like a year and a half and didn't watch and I gave it back. Are there more and now it's in my Netflix queue. <laughs> Joe Fielder, if you're out oh, there, weird. one of these days I'm going to watch Eat the Rich. <laughs> Committed. We should just mail that Jaguar back to Joe. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. Decided that you needed this. It's got the CD on it. Yeah, it's, it's Dude, got give like... It, give it, if you don't want it, give uh, it to me. I, I, if you don't want it, I will take it because I don't have a Jag CD. 
Yeah, it's got the, that's that's the thing that really makes it special is it's got the yep. CD and like straight up. And I think it I might take be, it off your hands. I think it might be missing the power adapter. Terrific, I can figure that out. I'm not sure. All right, so uh, I think it's everything. It's just I never had any Jaguar games. Yeah, and never. So quick look, next quick look, Jaguar. I like a, a pre, I have a pre-release version of Club Drive uh, that has all kinds of weird debug crap in it. And I uh, I can't. Oh, no, man, the publisher might not be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't name. Uh, are there more than ten Jaguar games? Yes. Okay, because I can't name. One. There was Tempest 2000. There was Defender 2000. There was Doom. There was Doom. You might remember uh, oh, Predator. I wanted yeah. to make a Trevor McFerrin in the Crescent Galaxy. I wanted to make a mockery of that title, yeah. and I couldn't remember it. Uh, it was like Checkered Flag or something. It was like a, a racing game. There's Blue Lightning for the Jag CD. Did uh, what was that fighting game? Fight for Life. Fight for did Life. Did that ever come out? Uh, yeah, you uh, did it ever come out? Wasn't I, that like I a three D? Yeah, it was, it was like Virtual Fighter kind of game. War Gods on the Jaguar. No. Uh, no, there was yeah, no I think War up to eight? There was a Lemmings, I think. Okay. <clears throat> no, that? no, forget Lemmings. There was a um, there was a game called Gods, I think. Didn't they do that for for that? They do that for the Jaguar. The new version of Gods. Maybe. Did you say AVP? I did say AVP. Okay. That was like the only good game, right? <laughs> uh, no, I hated that game. Oh. Like I, was people, it, people, it was it was widely accepted as the only good game. I or thought was it was it, garbage. Or was it the 3DO one I'm thinking about? No, it's it's definitely that one. Okay. Uh, I actually have a full well, list. Yeah, Club Drive. I did not mention Club I Drive. I have a full list here if we want to see it. It's definitely more than 10. All right. Well, Jaguar sucked. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Zoop. Yeah, they did a version of Zool 2, Worms, Wolfenstein 3D, White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Troy Aiken NFL football, yeah. oh, wow. Total Carnage, Theme Park, Syndicate, oh, Space War 2000, Space Ace. Was it? Yeah, it was Dragon Soccer Slayer? Kid. I think Dragon wait, wait, oh, Soccer Kid. Space Ace, like the yeah, was, that, was one of the, that was a that was a CD release. I think Dragon wow. Slayer's on there too. Pitfall, the Mine Adventure, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Miss Command 3D. All sorts of Man, really. They did a version of NBA Jam for the Jaguar? <laughs> Gorf 2000. I don't think that ever came out. <laughs> are you looking at our site, or are you looking at? I'm just looking on the internet. I don't think that. I don't think that might not have come out. I don't think Gorf 2000 actually exists. Barkley, shut up and jam. I don't think Missile Command ever actually came out either. <laughs> Atari Carts. Atari Carts. Wow, interesting. So I, uh, well, yeah, well, uh, Atari Carts has Bentley Bear in it from Crystal Castles. <laughs> wow. Brad bringing uh, yeah, your I'll, my I'll, Joe's I'll try to find Jaguar. That Jeff, drag up as much Jaguar stuff as you can find it out of your house. Yeah, let's play some Jaguar. We'll play some Jaguar games. Oh, actually, be awesome. Yeah. yeah, let's. I don't think I want to do that. I want to play some. Ja- I've never played. Like I've seen Tempest and I've seen uh, uh, Doom, but I've never played an actual Jaguar game myself. My my copy of Tempest is also like a circuit board with like EEPROMs shoved into it too. <laughs> then I think it's the I final wanna, version. I want to play that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, emails. Uh, once again, bombcast at giantbomb.com is the address. Uh, address. Matt Avery from Denver, Colorado, after downloading and playing the demo, I find the control scheme to feel extremely dated and geared more towards uh, a sense of RE nostalgia uh, when talking about the RE5 demo. Okay, all right. Yeah, I guess, I guess his <laughs> Thank t- you for backing up. Yeah, that. no, his topic, I, I think, probably had the. Uh... Anyways. RE5 demo. People are bitching and moaning about the control scheme. Uh, you know, it's it's slightly more moderner than what RE4 was, but not but totally. It's still not a you know running gun first person or you third person shooter. You move while you shoot. Yes, there's no moving while shooting, and uh, you know Capcom PR has come out and said there's not going to be. That's not what RE is about. So I guess the question is, is that okay? Does that still play? 
it plays to me about as well as it has in the past other every other Resident Evil. Well, game. why is that? Because they improved it. They like did improve it, but not in a way that that drew me to it. I mean, it's got to be at least incrementally better to you. Oh yeah, I thought Resident Evil Four was like worlds better. No, than no I'm every talking other. about five over and five. Four. Like this, this is this is like a you know an incremental refinement to that. Yeah, five seems like it's better than four. But the thing but is it that still other doesn't seem other like, games have refined it further. Yeah, since it, it, four. Is, it is still not shooter playable in the sense that that's definitely true, and that's exactly what I've been saying for the last few months. But when you think about it, like you're fighting different kinds of enemies that behave differently, so like the requirements are not the same. Yeah, it's yeah for what you can do. Did you play? You you've, you've played the demo. Yeah, I've played yeah a good amount of. What did you think of it? Uh, I mean, it it is kind of frustrating, yeah, when you're used to games like Gears, but again, like, you're not getting shot at by guys with guns. Like, it's slow-ass moving zombies, like, shambling toward you. Right, but when you can't see them out of your peripheral. Like, there are, yeah, that part kind of sucks. But, I mean, it, like, in general, there are lesser demands on, like, what you you can do as, as a character and as a player because you're not, like, getting shot at and having guys throw grenades and stuff. So, like, Matt, so it's, it's, it sounds balanced, but it, that doesn't sound fun to me. Like that, I, I understand why they wouldn't need to let you move while you shoot, because because the restrictions, you know, just like the way that game works and the enemies you're fighting, whatever. But yeah. that doesn't make me want to play it. I guess I, I just know. feel like they have been moving towards this being a shooter, Kinda. and 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 like they're just not willing to commit to it for whatever legacy reasons of what Resident Evil used to be. Well. I don't know. I mean, how do you define a shooter? Like, is it just a game where you shoot, or is it also a game where you're getting shot at? Because it's not that kind of game. I define it as fucking Dead Space, man. Come on. Yeah. There's a fir- there's a third person action game that has the horror theme that lets you move and shoot, and it yeah, works and it's fun. That's true. And Dead Space played pretty much like Gears. Yeah. And was awesome for yeah, that. And it was fun. It was great. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe they are just clinging to tradition a little too much. I don't know. We do we do have a kind of somewhat full build of the game in here that we can talk about in a few days. So yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do something with that in a, in a later, couple days later in the week, and also next podcast we'll uh, dissect that a little more I mean, thoroughly. It doesn't bother me really. I mean, it's like I think it's I think it's, it's Resident hard, Evil. It's, I think it's hard for us to pass judgment until we like play yeah. a lot of the full game. Like if, if it tries something different and it works, or you know, even if it's different by being dated, like I don't need every game to play exactly. The I guess same. yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing that I can't ignore is the idea. Like n- I don't necessarily want all games to feel exactly the same, but at the same time, do I want games to feel like, th- or did I ever want games to feel like this? I think the difference is that feels like a needless limitation. Like, there's no logical reason why Chris can't walk and shoot at the same time. Uh, I, I, didn't the Rainbow Six games used to not let you move and shoot at the same time because they said that that's not how yeah, games do it? Exactly. It, it's it, and that's true to some extent. You know, it's like, but but we're not talking about like a realistic tactical yeah. It's like simulation. They, you know, here. they're they're fighting off zombie or not zombie as the case may be hordes you still gotta adhere to the rules man don't break down this is your remember your training you have to be backing up one hand pistoling going oh god shooting and running the hell away like like lewis would run and shoot if yes you, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they are survivors yes okay because they can run and shoot at the same time i don't know man. difference Kind of like when you frame it like that. I mean, if it did play like every other game, then it would be just like every other game. I mean, I mean, I, know, I, think, I think like the the look and you know the fiction of that they've built up for for the Resident Evil series, like just the the cinematic and the boss quality fights of it. and that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. like like that's the sort of stuff. I mean, they could and very the boss fights don't even really like the boss fights in four didn't even. 
for the most part, adhere to kind of the core gameplay style of the rest of the game. Mm. Like, you know, the lake monster is not that one. basic no, most of them, RE4 gameplay. Most of them were pretty shooter-heavy. Like, most of the bosses you shot until they died, but yeah. I, I but they were way more puzzly also. To some extent. Like, when I think about, when I think back to Resident Evil 4, like, my memories of that are of zombies approaching me and I can't move and I'm shooting and I'm hoping I'm not going to run out of ammo before their arms reach out and grab me. And if I could just back away and shoot, I just feel like, I don't know. It There'd would be no tension. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm get getting it. at. Yeah. Like, then it would be left for dead. Like you're sitting there and shooting as they swarm already. on well, you. Well, maybe you can back away and maybe there are just more zombies. I mean, there's ways to balance that out. Or more corners. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Like I, like I appreciate that part of it of like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, click, click, and then, yeah. you know, they're on you and. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Use your knife. I don't. I don't think we can declare this case closed until final game comes out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Danny from New York City. He writes in to say that he was wondering if the uh, current gen high def consoles are similar to PCs, where if you uh, play a game at a lower resolution, you get better frame rates. Uh, I know that 360 PS3 can run at various resolutions between 720p through 1080p. Uh, and this is key now. Uh, and since I only have a 720p capable set, uh, would playing a game at 1080p uh, settings render games be a little more sluggish? No. No. Not, that, not is, that is not how the games work. There was, there was, I remember there being like talk of that early on, that that was a worry in some games, but I never really saw well, an, enough well, of it happening. And it wouldn't happen on the 360 because it's got a hardware scaler built in, and it renders everything at 720 regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. And, and uh, to, to his point of his TV capability, your TV can only run 720p. Yeah, you, so you, you can't even run the try and push a 1080p And signal. most PS3 games, including Killzone, run in 720p. So you're fine. Yeah, on the PS3, you're just setting a maximum resolution. Right. And if the game runs lower than that, it'll run at Yeah, what, are, they, what it runs are there at. that many PS3 games that run that actually run at 1080? 1080p? Uh, Metal Gear. MGS4 is, is the only like big disc marquee game I know of. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gran Turismo I, did. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. There was some stuff like didn't Resistance do it? I don't think so. There's some launch definitely game that did. No, I, don't, oh, I don't think first Resistance. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe not. I, I think but, some of the like some of the PSN stuff, like I think some yeah, of the pixel pixel yeah. junk games are ten eighty. So Killzone seven twenty. Yep. And the the greater point about all of this is that unless you have like a forty plus inch television set, mm. yeah. you are not going to notice the difference between seven twenty p and ten eighty. So you can you can figure that out. I don't know if people know like you can. There's some there's some function of screen size and distance from screen where you like where the human eye can see the detail or not. Yeah. So you can actually, like, calculate if it will matter to you. There was some, um, I want to say there was a game that, like, preferred 720p, but if you disabled 720p in the settings, it would kick up to 1080. Hmm. I just remember that Haze was, like, 530p or something. Yeah, yeah. And they just built their own scaler. Yeah. And, like, Call of Duty 4 supposedly uh, renders it, like, what, 640 or something like that. And they just scale it it around. Well, the Halo had the same. Halo 3 had the same issue. It was, like... 600 lines or something. Yeah, like so that. if you have a 720p TV, I think you'll do fine with uh, today's games. You don't really need to worry about frame rate stuff. It's just kind of how it is. It is how it is. That's how it is. Uh, this email comes in from uh, Evan Nikolich, who uh, is responding to our discussion about pre-alpha versus beta or mm-hmm. whatever uh, in last week's podcast. He's, uh, he's a QA lead, and uh, so he has 
fairly intimate knowledge of what those are, so he, he breaks it down for us. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Pre-alpha. Pre-alpha is when everything's still in flux in the game. New features are being designed and implemented, and content is being created and added. Features and content are subject to change drastically. Some people will call their pre-alpha their vertical slice as well. Mm-hmm. In pre-alpha, the game will mostly look unfinished with missing features and content, but should be playable. Alpha. Alpha is usually when a game is considered feature complete and content is locked. A feature can and usually does sneak in here or there, which is usually considered back practice and is known as feature creep. Features and content are subject to being cut if, uh, as it may be too time-consuming to polish it up to shippable state. Uh, alpha should be a good indicator of what the final product will be like. Beta, <clears throat> beta is the zero bugs phase. There will never actually be zero bugs. Uh, some bugs are triaged and are marked as known shippable, uh, but are but all major bugs should be squashed. No new features will be added, and rarely a feature will get cut in beta. The game should be ready to go to certification. So there's kind of your right. uh, the the steps of the process. The more you know. Uh, this email comes in from Joseph Shea. Uh, he writes in to talk about EVE Online. Hmm. Uh, again, last week we talked about the madness of embezzlery that was going on. At and the, then this week a player got assassinated by someone in his own corporation oh, dude, yeah. so during like a PvP about? tournament. <laughs> oh, like, the drama. What, what happened? They were that? running like, some PvP tournament between different corporations. And okay. I guess, you know, those are like the clans or whatever like of the game. And, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and it was supposed to be like kind of separate from the game world, uh, but a player had infiltrated this corporation and, in the middle of their battle, killed the captain of that team. <laughs> Which is like permadeath? No, oh. I think it, it. I think it takes away his ship or something like that. The ship thing is a huge. I yeah. See, yeah, I seem to remember death has some pretty severe ramifications in Eve, if I'm not mistaken. So, so he writes into to. to spin a tale of some crazy shit that happened in Eve. So this has been going on like 2005, this story <laughs> takes place. Jesus. So it's not like Eve just recently got nuts. Yeah, it's been crazy Eve, for Eve has been popping off for a while. So he says, basically in 2005, a renowned Assassin's Guild within Eve, the Guiding Hands Social Club, was contracted by an unnamed party to kill the CEO of a rival corporation. Over the course of a year, the GHSC successfully infiltrated every layer of their target's operation, gaining their complete and utter trust. The GHSC's secret weapon, however, came in the form of a James Bond-esque super spy who had charmed his way through the ranks to become the target's second-in-command and most trusted advisor. What? The entire operation concluded with the target being lured into an empty area of space and ambushed by the GHSC armada, upon which the true nature of her new bestest bud dawned on her. Bummer. <laughs> Her ship, an extremely rare vessel in the game, was swiftly destroyed, but not before the target made a last gasp attempt of survival via escape pod. Sadly for her, it failed. Both her and her pod were blown to kingdom come by the unrelenting assassins. Per request of the original contractor, her body was recovered and delivered as evidence. What really makes this story, however, is the fact that at the same time the assassination was launched, the additional undercover GHSC members also simultaneously launched into action and cleaned out the entire organization, heisting any and everything contained within the company's hangars and bank accounts. The total gained from this little operation, a reported real-life estimate of $16,500, all of which, per the game's terms of service, was taken legally within the context of the game. I want to play EVE Online <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. Like, does that sound fucking awesome? Yes. Uh, not if but you're then, that dude or chick. But then dude, all these... whatever. Like, even if that happened to you and it was like the most messed up thing ever, that, that would still be, you'd be like, oh. You just, put the, oh, you just take me. your hands off the keyboard for a second. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing. Oh. 
Like, what can you do? Nothing. But, the, but then, like, all the, the Evettes come out and just say, like, you got to play five years straight to get to a point where it's that awesome. So, like, I don't think yeah. so. I'm just, can't again, be... I'm, I love hearing the stories. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's enough almost for me. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Eve Online has the best guild names of all time. Yeah. Like, the, what yeah, was like, it? Guiding Hands Social Club? And, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great, great name the one for that the, the assassination happened in, like, last week or whatever was the Honda Accord. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's pretty that's awesome. so good. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, so, uh, uh, like I know, I know something awful is really big. They have Goon Fleet, uh, and cool. like just yeah. It's... So Joseph, thanks for coming writing in. And, oh, I'd love to know if there's spinning a, that awesome tale. I just want a giant wanna, bomb corporation out there. I want to know. I want to know more about Eve. I want we just have weekly tales of Eve online. <laughs> Does it cost money to play Eve, or is it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I'd gone like rogue and is now free or something. No. <laughs> Some dude being, hosting it. On yeah, it's being run on servers out in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> and people, yeah, it's like the only way it stays afloat is that the people who own those servers have to be really good at stealing other people's <laughs> stuff. It's Eva Stan. As this oil tanker out in the uh, middle of the ocean. Uh, that's going to do it for emails. Thanks, uh, thanks to everyone who wrote in. Uh, and once again, bombcast at giantbomb.com hey, is the address. Can I request just the uh, uh, kind of longer outlook into what's coming out? Like Street Fighter, when's that, when's that out? 17th. 17th. Killzone? 27th. 6th okay. and 7th. And um, Resident Evil? March March 13th. Friday the 13th. Is that it? Okay. Okay. Same day as the new Friday the 13th movie. Oh, good. GTA yes. 4, Lost and Damned, don't forget, also. Oh, yeah, 17th. Street Fighter. Also 17th. Okay. Yeah, Street so Fighter 4's day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you get any emails from uh, anybody saying the controllers are out, Amazon or anything? No, no, Amazon is like still has the joysticks listed as, you know, sign up to be notified when we when these are available. Okay. And I don't know if that means they already took their pre-order allotment and shut it off, mm. or if they are have yet to flip it on, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any joysticks ordered at all. Yeah, neither do I. It's kind of a bummer. Well, uh, that's going to do it for the the Giant Bombcast. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back next week.